show. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 19th day of January, 2024. This is The Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza. That is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between and the great globe round. And where if you do pop in this uh, frozen Friday, at least here in the hills and hollers of almost level west by Coleman, Virginia, Stan, uh, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That would be Ralphs and Squeaky and Theo, and capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bug Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger, in Oregon. It is Friday on the front porch, and so in about an hour... We will uh, hitch old Dobbin to the sleigh and go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree where we that we sublet from the Keebler Elves and gather around the extraordinary, ordinary round table and discuss the uh, doings of the day and of the week. You are welcome to join in. There's a button at headon.live at the top of the page. Just push that button and you too will be transported by an old Dobbin hitch to the sleigh over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree, etc., etc., etc. And uh, we will we will have what I hope will be some rousing conversation. It is uh, it's cold. Got about a foot of snow on the ground, and uh, the roads are covered. I went out ever so briefly. A little bit ago, and hmm, it was exciting. Unnecessarily so. I should have stayed home, but I do. I, I, I tend to get a little cabin fever, so I went out and brushed off the brushed off the car and warmed it up. And uh, U.S. 19, which is the four, the four lane highway that crosses the New River Gorge Bridge, uh, really wasn't. You know, those two lanes weren't clearly demarcated. Or, for that matter, much different from the berm or the shoulder. And, wow, New River Gorge Bridge was a... I, it, could have, it, could have been, it could have been a luge run. Uh, it could have been speed skating. I, well, it was snow, not ice, but you, you get the idea. 
It was cold. But, you know, I channeled my little uh, inner snow bunny and bundled up and got over and got back so that uh, I would make sure I was here in plenty of time for Friday on the front porch. I've become terribly fond of the Margaret Holmes brand, you know, the canned goods. The red beans and rice is really, really good, and on a day like this, it's perfect, just perfect. I hit it hit it with some Tony Sachery's uh, Creole seasoning, and yum, 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 yum. But every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so, consequently, thanks go out to our 19th day of the month subscribers. That means thank you ever so kindly uh, to David in Oregon, and thank you to Don in British Columbia. Uh, thank you to Michael. Thank you to Darlene in Connecticut. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program. Where does that leave us? Uh, well, it leaves us at $1,600. That's our fundraising hole. That means all of this week is unfunded, and $100 of last Friday remains unfunded. And this is, this is, this is how months get scary. Because, oddly enough, we're going to be at 50 degrees by Wednesday of next week, and the minute that the temperature is not below freezing, AEP is going to feel absolutely froggy about coming out over and going around and turning off power. So, they're next. Uh, I've, got the, uh, I've got the Internet wolf away from the porch so that we, could, um, so that we can go on and keep having programs. Um, Got to work on, got to work on the power bill, and you know whatever, and, and the things that it takes to get through the rest of the month. And so, you know, this being the 19th, that means that we're we're unfunded even up to the first half of the month. So, if we can knock some of that down, it would be fan damn tastic. It would take a great weight off of you know, my soul, or whatever it is. But be that as it may, we have uh, we have conversation to get into this evening. I'll, I'll go ahead and say this off the top: It's been a rough day here. It's been a very rough day. Um, little Miss Mocha crossed the Rainbow Bridge today. And Annette and I have been intermittently just breaking into tears because she's been a part of this family since our children were children. She was a very old kitty lady. I'd say, best guess, she was 20. And I guess it was just time. I saw her this morning and then a little bit later, Annette hollered for me and said, Mocha's gone. Uh, she was, the first time I saw her, it was out our road here and there were some 
young people that our kids knew. They're not around here anymore. And we, I, I, uh, Annette and I went out to get uh, the kids at their place. And they were living in a sort of a log-looking upstairs garage apartment. And when we pulled up, there was one of those electric, it looks like a candle, but it's got an electric bulb in it. And it was sitting in the window, and sitting next to that little flickering candle bulb was the most beautiful Siamese cat I'd ever seen in my life. And my heart was taken the minute that I set eyes on her. And she was chatty, as Siamese will be. And she had the most beautiful, beautiful coat. And we spent a lot of time over the years just hanging out together. She loved to sit on my lap and just be petted, loved. You know, until she didn't want to anymore. She is, after all, she was a Siamese. But it's going to be a while getting used to, and, 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 and little Lucy is beside herself. Because for all intents and purposes, Mocha was her surrogate mommy. And so she's walking around going, Mom? 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 And when Annette found Mocha, Lucy was sitting next to her, guarding her. Oh, this stings. Stings real bad. And I think Annette is taking it worse than I am. And that's saying something. So love your babies. Even when they're with you for a very, very long time. Well, they leave before we do, and they go and make a, make a make a way for us. All day long, I've had the words of Mark Twain in my head: "If heaven were attained," and I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close. If heaven were attained by merit instead of grace, our pets would go in. And we would stay out. So much truth in that. She had the prettiest little paws. And when the kids were, uh, the, the kids who had her were leaving, she said, Annette said, Leave the cat with us. She'll be in good hands. And she was. Oh, sorry to bring everybody down like that on a frozen Friday, but uh, I, I figured I'd go ahead and mention that because if I get a little weird later in the program or anything, um, I want you to know there's a reason for it. She will never... She will never exit my heart. 
ever. Um, not quite sure what you meant there, Arnold. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So uh, let's go in. Go, let's go ahead and dive into the uh, the madness that is the nineteenth of January. We, we've got a at least nominally a budget deal to keep the government open. It may wind up with Mullah Moses Mike Johnson's head spitted upon a pike, and I won't be all broken up about that. But the maggots are losing their mind. What's new about that? This is supposed to be a news program. No, the maggots are losing their mind because Merrick Garland, interviewed by CNN said that uh, Jack Smith has said from the beginning that he thinks public interest requires a speedy trial, which I agree with, talking about the D.C. trial of Nitwit Nero. The trial is presently scheduled for March 4th. And what is that? Let's see. Mm-hmm. About 55 days from now. Sorry, the ciphering is not is not speedy. Uh, but the maggots went brooga 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 warble whoosh. All Merrick Garland was saying is that he stands by the determination of his special counsel. Merrick Garland said, well, the matter is now in the hands of the trial judge to determine when a trial trial date will... trial... try this again, Robin. When a trial will take place. All of which were just painfully simple statements of fact. And so they began hopping around on their knuckles and breathing through their eyelids like the lava lizards of the Galapagos Islands and picking their teeth with their toenail clippings and barking things like, Election interference! We know this was all coming from Joe Biden himself. Merrick Garland just made it official. That was an actual Trump advisor. the, The odious and utterly forgettable Jason Miller who went to shitter and posted a shit and then there was the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells Stevie Three Shirts, racist Bannon Uh, he put the caps lock on and said direct lawfare intellectual interference they'll save Biden on himself But Merrick Garland said he's actually troubled by the fact that this notion has been ginned up. I wonder by whom. That something about these criminal cases is contrived and political in nature. 
Merrick Garland, not being a terribly um, passionate man, said, what we have to do is show by the acts that we take that we're following the law and we're following the facts. Do that in one hand and in the other, Mr. Attorney General, and see which one fills up first. If Jesus Christ came down in his holy roles, Mr. Attorney General, and prosecuted Nitwit Nero, the maggots would all be hopping up and down and uh, hooting and grunting and squealing, Crucify him! Crucify him! Uh, Lee in New York, Merrick Garland wants a speedy trial. He took his sweet time finding a special counsel. Uh, Lee, I'm not so sure that's true. There was a lot of stuff going on in the background. The evidence had to be developed before it even wanted, uh, it warranted uh, the, the appointment of the special counsel. Now, of course, at the time, in the immediate aftermath of January 6, 2021, I did say that I thought there should be a special counsel appointed for January 6th, and there should be an entire team of U.S. attorneys tasked to prosecute every last individual who participated and to follow the evidence wherever it went. Well, that, I guess that's why I'm not Attorney General. But it'll be... It, it, it's, it seems hardly likely that there will be a decision on the immunity issue before March 4th, but uh, if our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties decide that's how they want to have it go, then that is how it'll go. And uh, also over in the uh, fraud trial in front of Judge Angoron, the really, really bad pettifoggers for Nitwit Nero moved for a mistrial based on some dipshit allegation of misconduct on the part of the plaintiff and her counsel, the conduct in question being the fact that she testified she had deleted some emails that came to her early on. Threatening her life. Counsel for the parking garage, Alina Havana Havana Havana, moved the court in person in proceedings and, and, and got shot down. And then she wrote a letter to Judge Kaplan... Uh, in the E. Jean Carroll case. I don't know why I said it in Goron. It's federal court. It's Lewis Kaplan. Uh, her derpy letter said uh, that uh, people were threatening her before Trump said a word. And that therefore, Orange Julius Geezer should not be held liable for it. 
Now, what's telling is that there's already been an expert witness on the stand who said that it will take up to $12 million to restore and alleviate the reputational harm that was done to uh, E. Jean Carroll. And, the, and, and what's interesting about that is that's just one element of damages. There are compensatory damages and there are punitive damages. She's also entitled to damages for pain, suffering, intentional infliction of emotional distress. And so if they go with the 12 million and then they add on to it, the jury, uh, for those other uh, damage elements that I just listed... And then they get to consider punitive damages. I may be more correct than I suggested. He may be looking at a $40 million uh, verdict. Or a $30 million judgment. Or, or 20. Remember, he only got, uh, he only got dinged for 5 million in the first trial. But the conduct this time around is so egregious simply because he could not control himself. In her letter, counsel for the parking garage said, Plaintiff's entire claim for emotional harm is undermined because it would show that plaintiff was receiving death threats, or death threats before President Trump ever, spo- ever spoke about her. She's not going to go anywhere with that. Good Lord, she may be the worst lawyer in America. Uh, Ralph sent me a story earlier to the uh, effect that, lo and behold, at that uh, Cracker Box Law School she graduated from in PA, she is apparently now persona non grata. Would you want her on your campus? Oh, yeah, this is the kind of lawyer we turn out. Because there's, there, there's, there's greater detail in this. Uh, yesterday, I, I read this article yesterday after um, after the show closed. Because this was a deep dive into how damn dumb counsel for the parking garage is. Uh, The members of the Horn Family Community Congregation who have tried even one case to a jury will probably be needing the hockey puck and the duct tape for this. Because this is the kind of shit where you fail your trial class in law school. Judge Kaplan, again, is no slouch. And he's apparently woefully tired of the antics, the shenanigans, and the malarkey 
most importantly, the malarkey of counsel for the parking garage. Oh, and thank you for the kind thoughts. Uh, Mike in Cascadia. Oh, what a, oh, what a baby. Um, Sammy Cheese, a.k.a. The Princess. A couple of weeks ago, we had to put down our 16-year-old four-legged family member, Sammy Cheese, The Princess. I can feel your pain. So sorry, Mike. Thank you. Darlene in Connecticut says, I'm so sorry about Mocha. My Alfie entered the ER today, probably cardiac arrest and lungs filling with fluid. This has been a horrible day, Darlene. They're running a battery of tests. I'm distraught. They asked for permission to do CPR if his little heart gives out. I broke down and choking through tears and sobbing. I said, no. Alfie is estimated to be 16 years old and could suffer broken ribs and other injuries if he has to undergo CPR for any reason. Tough decisions may be ahead because potential heart treatment conflicts with his IV treatment for his kidneys. He's overnight for observation in Albany, New York. I miss him terribly. I'm distraught. So sudden. The loss of Mocha is bringing me to tears. I'm so sorry about Alfie. What a horrible thing. I hope it resolves as best it possibly can, Darlene. Goodness me. It's the darndest thing. You know, I've talked in the past about how I dream very vividly. I had one the other night. I saw my dad and the precious little Yorkie that came to us when I was late in high school, and he lived for a very long time. His name was Nicholas. And in my dream, I was talking to my dad, and Nicholas came bounding into the room, and I said, Nicholas, how nice to see you. And he had in his mouth uh, his favorite chew toy, which was a squeaky toy in in, in, in the shape of the head of Old 666 himself, Ronald Wilson Reagan. My dad would play fetch with Nicholas and toss it, and Nicholas would bring it back. And sometimes Nicholas would hide it. And dad would look at him and say, Nicholas, go get your old empty-headed, greasy-haired president. And he'd run over and grab Ronald Wilson Reagan, old 666 himself, and come and jump up on my dad's lap, and you'd hear Ronnie Squeak. Our hearts are with you, darling. Ralph said, I got my first cat in 1992. Norman. He passed away in 2006. He was a tuxedo. My second cat, Crook, I got in about 2002. Passed away in December 2019. Now my current cats, Kayla and Tegan, I got them toward the ends of 2019. And all such lovely kitties. Oh, Norman was quite the tuxedo. Uh, so too uh, was Sammy Cheese, the photo that Mike just sent me. Persona non grata, 
Leah New York says, I hope someone will explain to Alina Hava what that means. Woo! Yeah, well, Alina, persona non grata is Latin for, bye, Felicia. Hope somebody tells her what to do. Not, not Emilio. Who's getting death threats? Or was it death threads? Def Leopard threats? Def Leopard threads? Old old tour costumes from Def Leopard shows of the pet. Emilio, you're not helping again. Uh, wave says mocha with candle emojis. Lighting the way to the Rainbow Bridge, skyward, spaceward, free. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Tom, and Sunny San Rafael. I'm so sorry about Mocha. My thoughts are with you and Darlene. Thank you. Thank you. Steve in New York, Mocha, I've just been in a trance with my little lady, Pet- uh, Petunia Jane. She told me she'll be there when Mocha crosses the Rainbow Bridge. Thank you, Steve. Oh, Crook was a... Oh, Ralph's... Crook was a splendid tiger. Splendid. Um, Lou... Um, Kaniska, my sweet, little sweet and beautiful Kaniska, 17 and a half year old dog, passed in her sleep on Wednesday. May we all meet again. Oh my goodness, Lou. This is, you know, maybe that's one of those things. The older we get, the more things happen in, in given months that make every month have perhaps some element of pain or trauma. January the 19th will always bring a pang for me. I hope little Lucy's not too lonesome. Yes, I did see the first email. Thanks, Ralphs. Anyway, back to this story from Business Insider. I've been I've been reading Business Insider you know, fairly frequently, especially after they got under the skin of the entirely obnoxious and entitled and self-important Bill Ackman. You know the hedge fund asshole who drove uh, who who made it his life's mission to drive the black lady from the presidency of Harvard and drove another woman uh, from the presidency of Penn and is still trying to drive the president of MIT from her uh, from her position because, you know, women, right? Women. And then he got bitten in the ass by his own tactic because it turns out uh, that his wife, Mrs. Ackman, 
is a considerably more prolific plagiarist than any of the quotation mark stuff that went on, uh, that was alleged against Claudine Gay. Hmm. Yeah, he's been pouting and, 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 and fussing and carrying on on uh, over there on Elon Musk's shitter yeah, for weeks now. Also, it's amazing what money will make people think that they are entitled to do. Brother Deacon Asa says... Uh, Please, sweet little baby Jesus, please tell me that Nicholas's last name was Cage. My four-legged Morgan Freeman would have been thrilled to meet him. Morgan Freeman is a fine, fine fellow. I've seen pictures of Morgan Freeman. But anyway, back to Business Insider. They're doing good work. And probably the best rundown of what can only be described as wacky and zany courtroom antics in in front of Judge Kaplan came from Business Insider. And uh, this is all stuff that relates back to Wednesday. <laughs> these, these are... I've I, I read... I just... I read this yesterday evening after the show closed with a growing smirk across my face that eventually turned into a full-on guffaw. At one point during E. Jean Carroll's direct testimony, uh, counsel for the parking garage leapt to her feet and said, They've opened the door! meaning she intended to cross-examine on something later, at which point Judge Kaplan, clothed with all the majesty of Article Three of the Constitution of the United States, serving on good behavior for life, said, and you, you, you can, and, and again, he's not throwing a fit or anything, it's just that, that, that dry, dry, dry judicial temperament, where he's cutting her all the way to her innards before she even knows the knife is out. Last I heard, Miss Haba, I do not re need announcements from counsel on what they intend to do. And I make the rulings here, not the lawyers. And she tried to mouth at him again, and he said, Sit down. And she said, Okay. And then she tried to confront E. Jean Carroll with, uh, with, with a portion from a deposition. And she didn't even cite page number, line, anything. And Judge Kaplan looked at her and said, uh, I need it. And at this point in time, he begins to sound like a, 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 a trial teacher in a law school, uh, I need a transcript to be able to work with this. Uh, Your Honor, it's on the screen. And again, 
Judge Kaplan said, I need the hard copy. Now look, Ms. Hava. Oh, now, now look. You can, you can feel the cold blowing in off of that, can't you? We're going to do it my way in this courtroom, and that's all there is to it. Now you give me the page and line number you want me to focus on without reading it, and then I'll look at it. And the Business Insider story says, he said, with the strained patience of a high school teacher presiding over an unruly mock trial, and then I'll see if there's an objection or not, and then we'll see where we go from there. Because that's actually how trials work. And still, absolutely fucking lost. Counsel for the parking garage <laughs> pressed boldly on. She kept trying to impeach the character of Miss Carroll. And every time he every time she tried, the judge was like, wait a minute. That's not how we impeach with deposition testimony. And then there's Elaine's Restaurant. Now, even those of us who are not New Yorkers have heard of Elaine's back in the day. So she was, counsel for the parking garage, was feeling froggy and felt like, oh, I've got her this time. And she was trying to cross-examine her about her social life in the 1980s when E. Jean Carroll was a popular a columnist for a publication in New York. And she said, Now, Elaine's is a very popular restaurant, isn't it? It's not only popular, it's incredibly hard to get into, correct? At which Judge Kaplan interrupted again and said, Ms. Hava, it hasn't existed for years, if I'm not mistaken. Business Insider notes that Elaine's closed in 2011. Uh, correct. We're talking about the 1990s and 80s. At which point Judge Kaplan said, yeah, but you're talking about it in the present tense. Talking about how it's hard to get into. And then he said, that may be on account of it being closed. Oh! Ooh! <laughs> this would have been one that I, I... Steve in New York, I would have taken off work for a few days and gone and just watched this trial for the comedy value. And they've dug into E. Jean Carroll's writings and her past for everything that they think they can find. And in 1985, Jean Carroll wrote a book, it was her first, called Female Difficulties, Sorority Sisters, Rodeo Queens, Frigid Women, Smut Stars, and Other Modern Girls. And counsel for the parking garage really knew she had her this time. And so, uh, Havana, Havana, Havana said... When I originally asked you what this book was about, how did you describe it? And Roberta Kaplan, who's no relation to the judge, uh, said, um, objection. Kaplan said, what's the objection? 
lawyer Kaplan said, I don't know what she's talking about. And Judge Kaplan answered, neither do I. I, I there, there, there needed there needed to, there needed to be a drummer in the room with a with a snare drum and a cymbal for rim shots for Christ's sakes. And I don't think any of this is going to amount to any sort of error showing uh, animus or bias on the part of the judge. The judge has the right to control the flow and process of the trial and does not, there is no obligation for an Article Three federal judge to suffer fools gladly. And the thing is, referring to counsel of the, of, for the parking garage as a fool is really a step up for Alina Havana Havana Havana. She doesn't even understand what's going on inside a trial. She went after E. Jean Carroll to talk about how the White House works. and Well, Jean Carroll said, I, I don't know how the White House works. This is after counsel for the parking garage said, do you know if there's a communications team at the White House? And when she said, oh, I don't know. Counsel for the parking garage, who has watched way too much Matlock, said, well, I'll represent to you that there is a communications. And the judge jumped in and said, counsel, we're not going to have any representations. Well, it goes to my next question, you know, because that's what they always say on TV. I don't care what it goes to. We're not going to have any representations. If you want to make representations, you can be called as a witness. And that may have even gotten through to her. Because there is an ethical rule that says a lawyer shall not be a witness in her own case in, that in, in which she is representing a client. And then there's the whole issue of getting stuff into evidence. Yeah, getting ready for a trial is a pain in the ass. I mean, we could, I could, I, I could bring Billable Rick and Steve on it, and we could probably do three hours on what a pain in the ass it is. You don't sleep. You barely eat. You live on bad coffee. You're ordering your your you you have to order the, your exhibits and your your and the stuff you intend to in, enter into evidence. And there's a way to do it. And there are magic words and incantations and spells. I mean, they really are that. That's why there's black robes involved. Okay, this is all a kind of magic. And it doesn't happen unless you say the spell the right way. Right, Darlene. So, counsel for the parking garage uh, said, uh, uh, do you recall this tweet dated June 21st, 2019? And then she looked at uh, the people that are doing Can we please pull it up? It states, you're a pathetic, ugly, old hag. And again, she's trying to show that she was being harassed before Nitwit Nero said a word. She doesn't understand that that really doesn't have anything to do with the case, because liability is already established. Any responsible lawyer with a halfway sane client facing this second trial would have called plaintiff's counsel and said, okay, how big, how big a check do we need to write? 
because this is this is ma- pretty much maximum civil jeopardy. This is an invitation to let a jury write a check for an absolutely unsympathetic defendant. So she's trying. She's asking for the tweet to be uh, called up, and plaintiff's counsel said, uh, "Your Honor, it's not in evidence." So I said, "All right, we're taking a break. Taking a break because he was getting close to breaking." What exhibit is this, Ms. Haba? And the thing is, she hadn't done her homework. She'd not had the sleepless nights. She'd not lived on nothing but bad coffee. And, yes, she got her wish. She said it's better to be pretty than smart. And is incapable of recognizing that, well, that's exactly where she is. Remember, she wanted to go into fashion before she decided there was better money in law school. And so, you know, reeling, knowing that her uh, that daddy is watching, uh, she said, "Well, I'm trying to get into it, get it into evidence, Your Honor. I have to ask about it." You know, when a judge hauls out the guess what's, you're screwed. Uh, guess what? You may not read from a document that's not in evidence. Sure, she said, pouting. Now, we're going to take a break, during which you should refresh your memory about how it is you get a document into evidence. I haven't tried a case in 25 years. I still remember how to get a document into evidence. I still remember how to qualify an expert on the stand, at least within West Virginia law. Do you, do, you, do you see what a circus that of all the lawyers Nitwit Nero has gone through, but this is the one he sticks with, the, 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 the lawyer who wants to be uh, the Catherine Parr of Trump wives? The woman who wants to be married to him when he shuffles off this mortal coil? So they came back from break. And she still hadn't gotten the document, figured out how to get the documents into evidence. And again, bear in mind, probably by the end of 2L, you know how to do this. And she started prattling on again. And Judge Kaplan once again said, I'm sorry. We're just not going to go into the contents of the documents. Well, I'm not. Well, you just did. Your last two questions were precisely that. Yes, indeedy. And then he actually schooled her on how to do the questioning. I recommend that you show it to her and ask her if she recognizes it. And if she does, then you ask her what it is, and she will tell you what kind of document it is, and we'll go from there. Fine, Your Honor. But she'd still screwed up. 
she was working her way through the process. It was all, it was all Tara incognita to her. When the judge stopped her and said, you know, it should be pre-marked. It needs an exhibit number. Why don't you do it in the normal way? Get it ready overnight and do it appropriately. Well, because Alina needs her beauty sleep. And then she tried to introduce evidence that was already in evidence. Your Honor, I would like to introduce the next exhibit, which has been identified as Defense Exhibit 11. Uh, Is this already in? Yes, Your Honor. Then you don't have to introduce it. You have to show the exhibit that's in. That poor man must be knocking down a Jeroboam of old panther piss every evening. God, I hope he gets to go on a vacation after this. It's somewhere warm and sunny, Your Honor. Where they serve drinks in frozen glasses with umbrellas and fruit on swords. And and, and there's a decent meal to be had. And there's no one named Alina within a thousand statute miles of you. At one point, uh, uh, your uh, your honor, uh, they're in a sidebar. We're not going there. And then she tried to come back to the topic of uh, the interview she did with Anderson Cooper. Uh, Your honor, may we have a sidebar, please? No. Okay. At one point, she said, didn't you expect that people who hate President Trump would be supportive of your accusation? Objection, Your Honor. Calls for speculation. Sustained. And he looks at, uh, at counsel for the parking garage and says, you're running the repeat key too often, Ms. Hava. Move on. Sure. And that was just Wednesday. It started all over again yesterday. That's a lot. Oh, and a little uh, little good news. There's some polling numbers out of Texas that shows that whether he's up against uh, Senator Roland Gutierrez or U.S. Representative Colin Allred, both of whom are vying for the Democratic nomination for the seat of the junior senator from Texas. Um, Rafael Lito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, has all of a one percentage point lead on either of them, which is so far inside the margin of error that they are statistically tied. Uh, even uh, even John Britavo's uh, district attorney, 
Mark Gonzalez, the DA of Nueces County, is running for that nomination. Colin Allred is the most popular Democrat. He's got 29% support. Gutierrez is at 7%. Gonzalez is at 6 Primaries on March 5th, and 37% of Democratic voters say, I don't know. I'd be interested to know what uh, what Britovo thinks of of uh, his district attorney. And so among the other, uh, the other data points in the polling data, uh, Colin Allred has a significant advantage among Hispanic voters, young voters, and women. That could spell doom. He's having trouble fundraising. And if Colin Allred can get get 51% of the primary, there won't be a runoff. Meanwhile, Raffaelito's out there making Cancun jokes. We have some NFL stuff to discuss, an NFL thing to discuss when we get to the front porch. I'll save that later. And then this, it just so happened that at 6 a.m. this morning, literally on the dot, my eyes blinked open and... Well, I knew it was time. And uh, Todd, I don't know if you're listening, but Nitwit Nero did a sit-down with Sean Hannity, life support system for a haircut. And you know how Todd's been saying he ain't going to make it? Uh, I thought of Todd this morning, and I also thought of I also thought of me of uh, of Matt in San Francisco because Mika draws a little closer every day, Matt, a little closer every day. Uh, don't bring groceries home and set them on the uh, on, on the counter space there where you cleared out for the toaster because you may get it sooner than you think. He okay, uh, Todd speaking in the colloquial English with which most of us are familiar says so he ain't gonna make it. Uh, Joe's a little more fa- Jehoshaphat's a little more fancy starts right now the president of the United States and I'm not talking about myself I'm talking about any president has to have immunity because if you take immunity away from the president so important you will have you will have a president that's not going to be able to do anything because when he leaves office the opposing party president if it's the opposing party will indict the president for doing something that should have been good like Obama dropped missiles and he ended up hitting a kindergarten or a school. He dropped missiles. Obama dropped missiles. Dropped them. Not fired them. Dropped them. Not ordered them fired, but, you know, fired them himself. And the thing is, with this kind of babble, you can almost listen to it and say, hey, you know, you know, you know it's wrong and you know it's horseshit. But the other part of it is, is all you have to do is take a second and... Imagine a maggot out there 
who has no functional understanding whatsoever of how the law works. And suddenly, of course, a president's got to have immunity. Right? The only thing is, it's just how my brain works. I'm so sorry. But the problem is that well, George W. Bush, a million dead Iraqis in an illegal war. And I remember how Barack Obama, upon being implored to prosecute George W. Bush, or at least let the AG look that way, examine it, whatever, said, oh, no, we have to look forward, and not back. Of course, a million dead Iraqi non-combatant civilians, men, women, children, babes in arms, fetuses not yet born. Uh, They don't get a chance to look back. Can't look forward either because they're dead. And they are dead at the hands of, still dead at the hands of George W. Bush. Richard B. Big Time Dick Cheney before he dicks you, Count Dickula. Donald Rumfeld. Paul Wolfowitz. Uncle Scooter. And that ilk. But never mind. or the apartment house, a lot of people were killed. Well, if that's the case, he's going to end up being indicted when he leaves office. He meant well, the missile went in the wrong direction. Did you notice the verb tense? He's going to, remember, he's talking about Barack Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. He's going to be indicted when he leaves office. The spirochetes are shrieking each to each so merrily betwixt his ears that he has lost fully 12 years of his life, of his memory. He's going to be indicted when he leaves office, Barack Obama. Uh, Yes, while we're at it, Tom and Sonny San Rafael, he did. Wait a minute. Did he say Michels? Why, yes, yes, he did. Mm. Sorry. Nice catch, Tom. Randy Radar says, under the former guy's reasoning, couldn't President Biden order SEAL Team 6 to kill the former guy? I I don't think they've been able to explain that to him yet. Well, that's what he wants to do. Really? He could do... No wonder... They're trying to drive me to a stroke. They're trying to kill me without SEAL Team 6. That's what you're doing. ...and other things. And other, other things. things. There's so much, Willie, wrong with that. Wait, wrong? Yeah. What president? He's talking about he, Obama. He still... First of all, we, <laughs> we, we have to get the... We'll get to the Hitler stuff in a second. Okay. But let's start, though, with... I'll make a chart. ...the fact that Donald Trump... I'll make a chart! Is not well. We know this. 
But this this guy, he's he's looking so old. He's shuffling around, and he really does think that Barack Obama is still president of the United States. He's going through this thing, and and then about why he should have total immunity, total immunity. And part of the reason I play these clips is because you know that that shuffling boob tunes into this every morning. Uh, he's probably at a point in his life where he can't sleep more than two or three hours. Not counting executive time. And so that explains the 2 a.m. tweets and he's just sitting there hate-watching Joe and Mika and Seething, sheathing, and getting sheathing. Oh, I'm sorry, Lee Lee in New York. Paul Wolfowitz. Ew, you made me think of, of him combing his hair. It's not the combing part that gets to me, Lee. It's the licking the comb, sticking it all the way in his mouth part. SEAL Team 6, Lee in New York, says Trump thinks they live at the D.C. Zoo right next to Tortoise McConnell. I wish I wish that was I wish that was more unlikely than it is. A little random extra cowbell there for you, Lee. Even when he crosses the line, right? This is the SEAL Team Six can assassinate. Yeah, and and by the way, you go, Randy. Jonah Goldberg. Uh, I think it was this morning. Jonah Goldberg uh, uh, tweeted out this morning. What do Trump supporters say who believe that SEAL Team 6 can assassinate political rivals? What do they say if someone says, well, then Joe Biden could order SEAL Team 6 this morning to assassinate Donald Trump? And he would be immune by Donald Trump's arguments. It is pure, sheer authoritarianism and tyranny. So we have that part of it. It is... Trump at his most dangerous, but also Trump at, at, at his most detached from reality. He's really losing it. You, you, we, we've been getting glimpses now of him shuffling around uh, and, and, and looking lost and getting up on stage, talking about World War II, talking about President Obama. And here he did it again and said, listen, President Obama may have bombed kindergartens, but he was trying to do good things. And when he leaves office, when he leaves office, he could face a conviction. It's crazy. Well, Donald Trump was on stage two nights ago bragging about how we passed that rudimentary dementia test again. He was very proud of that again. He really leaning into that. Um, obsessed with Barack Obama, as always. It's the first name that's top of mind. Sometimes it seems like he thinks he's running against Barack Obama. Sometimes he just says he that out loud. And to your deeper point about this immunity question, he's saying, well, any president then could prosecute the previous president. First of all, it's the Justice Department. It's not the president, as we've said a million times, who's going after Donald Trump here. And second of all, yeah, if that president breaks laws, if that president attempts a coup against the United States government or takes nuclear secrets back to his beach club or medals in the Georgia election or is found liable for sexual assault, 
yeah, that guy might be prosecuted. We like to think that our presidents wouldn't do any of those things. This is a unique case that Donald Trump is trying to make a rule to keep him. Point taken. And, and, and the thesis of all of that, he's not well. See also, he ain't going to make it. And then they got around to actually feeling something resembling pity for the life support system for a haircut, the Hannity job. This is the most unkind cut. Like poor Sean Hannity. Poor Sean Hannity. He's like a dad that gets a baseball and he puts it on a tee and he goes, Mm -hmm. come on, Johnny, hit the tee. And Johnny keeps hitting his hand. Like Sean Hannity has has placed more balls on tees only to hear Barack Obama's name come up time and time again. And he, Fox, other Fox News hosts have to correct Donald Trump. No, you're, you're running against Joe Biden. So let's put that on one side. And on the other side, you've got a former president who Republicans look like they're, they're going to nominate, who is saying, I really could get SEAL Team 6 to assassinate my political opponents, and I have to have immunity. That was, Hannity goes, what's your closing statement for the voters? And it's, I need total immunity from everything, yes. even when I cross the line. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's funny because I had that same thought about poor Sean Hannity. And I don't often feel sorry for Sean <laughs> Hannity, but I did because he had just absolutely teed up the ball. And, and, and Donald Trump, you know, hits the lamp on the table or whatever. It's, it was ridiculous. <laughs> the lamp, the table. I, it's just, I mean, just, it's like, what more can he do? Um, you know, the thing about Donald Trump, of course, is that he is pure id in the Freudian sense. He just blurts out whatever he's obsessing about. So you know now what's on his mind. And what's on his mind is trying to stay out of jail. You can just tell from these recent appearances how worried he is uh, that he's going to go to jail. He's going to have to pay massive, massive uh, fines uh, in in all these various cases. Who knows how much he'll have to pay to E.G. and Carroll. He's going to, he's going to have con- consequences for his actions, uh, not just over his presidency, over his long and uh, um, uh, and uh, his long life in which he he crossed the line all the time. He's all about crossing the line. And he is so worried that he's got he's going to have to go to jail that this is what he's thinking about more than he's thinking about the campaign, more than he's thinking about anything yeah, else. Oh. He wants to stay yeah. out of jail. Jonathan Lemire, I mean, we've said it since 2019. Let me say that again. We've been saying this for four years. If Donald Trump loses in 2020, he'll run again. Why? Only because he wants to stay out of jail. That's the entire purpose of his campaign. We've been saying that for four years. When people are saying, will Donald Trump run, Joe, do you really think Trump's going to? I go, yes, he is. But he's, yeah. No, I go, no. He loves money. If he could cash in and make the money, he would. But right now, he's only focused on staying out of jail. So, of course, he's going to run again here because Trump has lost so many steps. You know, we always talk about how long we've known him, Reverend Now, how long we've known him. Known him a long time. That's very half. That guy that I'm watching now, 
Like, that guy hasn't lost one step. That guy's lost five, six, seven steps. Ow. And he still thinks he's running against Barack Obama. And and so, I mean, he's shuffling around. I just, I really, I seriously, I, I, I think it's going to be harder and harder for the campaign to manage this guy who, it's it just my opinion, uh, looks like he's in a serious state of decline and seriously is so confused. He's still thinking about the guy uh, that that he started the birth or conspiracy uh, 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 theory about back. Yeah, close, close, Joe, close. What he's doing, he is fixated on Barack Obama because, A, Barack Obama is, is black and he is, and, and he, Trump, is a soak, son of a Klansman. And two, he's fixated on Barack Obama because of that clip that we played repeatedly in which Barack Obama reduced him to ash and scattered them at the White House Correspondents' Dinner in, what, 2011, 2012? Yeah, saying now, now Donald can get back to working on the real problems of our time. You know, who killed who killed Biggie and Tupac? And brought down the house. Thousands and thousands of well-heeled journalists laughing their ass off at Donald Trump. It speaks not only to why Donald Trump so hates Barack Obama and is so fixated on him that he can't even be bothered to remember who beat his ass in 2020 and he knows they did that, that, that Biden did. But he doesn't have time for that because he's still angry at the uppity black man. Remember, there are still outtakes of The Apprentice out there that we are told by, um, it was Noel Kasler, wasn't it? Are absolutely peppered with that word that isn't ginger. Hmm? Yeah? Right. But there's a... And, I mean, in a way, this is kind of personal to me. Because we have been right about Donald Trump for so long. And lo and behold, the new converts... Well, it's... it's you know, the, the, the most passion is in the newly converted. We've known all of this. We've... We've remarked upon it. You know, we were talking about syphilis and spirochetes and the like. And Joy in Ann Arbor reminded me of what really got that ball rolling all those years ago. Back when Nitwit Nero said that the 80s were his, and this is a quote from him. Anybody remember? What did he say about the 80s? They were his sexual Vietnam. It, just that phrase alone is nauseating. Absolutely nauseating. Sex, my sexual Vietnam. But beyond that, I mean, what a mockery of the people who actually went to Vietnam while he was, well... 
dealing with those bone spurs. That's sick enough as it is. But again, comparing one's sketchy sexual history with a period of time in which the United States killed more than a million, something about that million number, innocent Vietnamese non-combatants. But what else could it mean, sexual Vietnam, if you didn't feel like, you know, he was running around with Roy Cohn. Maybe maybe Roy Cohn convinced him that it was okay to have sex with a few boys because just because you like to have sex with men, in the words of Roy Cohn, doesn't mean you're gay. Huh. And eventually, I don't know what kind of pool we could put on this, eventually... Uh, the finger sores issue is going to come up on that program after it's been sufficiently vetted. And that's going to be a great day indeed because it'll be followed the next next day by the delivery of Matt's toaster because the next day Mika will say, yeah, he sure is a motherfucker. Uh, Jeremy in Vermont says, what really burned Trump up at the nerd prom all those years ago? The line was, I'd tell you to read Trump's book, but it always ends in chapter 7. Oh, (laughs) he had some great writers, Barack Obama did. And he also was really good at the delivery. I'd tell you to read Trump's book. But it always ends at chapter 7. Hmm. Well done, Jeremy. Good memory. So all of that is more or less of just a starting point from whom, Lou asked, do you think the orange ape contracted syphilis? Is habada habada habada? No, no, no. That's long before he ever met her. Uh, I'd say he probably, if he, again, sexual Vietnam, Lou. The 80s. The AIDS crisis. What's that, Brother Deacon? Sexual, penal, my hind left foot. Ain't much sexual activity you can get into when you're hung with a two-inch cremini. <laughs> oh, oh. Cowbell for cremini. Criminy. Criminy. That's what the girls say when he drops her. Criminy. You know, there is that, 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 that well-known anecdote from his uh, wedding night with Ivana. The moment was coming, and they began to disrobe. And Nitwit Nero sits down, takes off his shoes, and says, Well, you know, I was sickly as a child, and I, I need to tell you, 
as he takes his socks off and his toes are all gnarled and stuff. And I had a, a terrible case of polio. Ivana says, Do you mean polio? No, Tolio, look. So then he drops his, he's getting ready to drop his pants and says, like I, like I said, I was sickly as a child and I had a terrible case of measles. And Ivana says, do you mean the measles? And he drops trout and he's all knock-kneed and his kneecaps are screwy and, no, measles, see? And then he finally drops his tidy whitey whiteies and Ivana looks at him and goes, let me guess, you were sickly as a child, and you had a terrible case of small cocks. I'll see myself out. You know, all those years ago when I heard that joke the first time, I never dreamed I would be using it to talk about the disgusting perversions of a former president of the United States. But then again, back during the reign of error, there was that other story about the wedding night of Laura Bush and George W. George wasn't very experienced, and Laura looked at him and said, Well, George, what you do is you take that thing you play with and put it where I pee. And so George, full of energy and vim and vigor and excitement, goes to the closet grabs his bowling ball and throws it in the sink. A good joke is a joy forever. That may not be a joy forever. That may not be a good joke. But it was damn fun. Uh, I don't. I don't know that much. I'm. I'm. I familiar I familiarize myself more, Lou, with tertiary syphilis because that's the part, that's the one that make the, where the spirochetes are hollowing out your brain and makes you do stupid, insane shit. Lou said someone with expertise can enlighten us, but I had the impression secondary syphilis kicks in shortly after primary syphilis. During the secondary stage, you may have skin rashes and/or sores in your mouth, vagina, or anus. This stage usually starts with a rash on one or more areas of your body. The rash can show up when your primary sore is healing or several weeks after the sore has healed. The rash can be on the palms of your hands and or the bottoms of your feet and etc., etc., etc. He may be in the middle of a flare-up. Remember, he's germophobic and he doesn't like to take medicine. And it doesn't always behave... Predictably. By the way, going back to and I uh, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree and uh, get the Friday on the front porch conversation started. If y'all would connect, please, I would appreciate it. Thank you for your condolences, Theo. Sherman looks like a fine fella. He must have been a great companion. Uh, uh, Arnold, uh, going back to uh, the question of counsel for the parking garage's general intelligence, 
Arnold says, homegirl was educated beyond her intelligence. And I didn't know that. There's a school of thought, says Arnold, that if you don't receive, it's not gay. Arnold adding, if it was, if he wasn't such a piece of shit, I would feel bad for his miserably small penis. Thank you, Reverbo. Reverbo says, my deepest sympathies on the loss of your fine cat. I've been fortunate to have taken care of those wonderful pets for a lot of my life. They're sweet to be around and give love unconditionally and leave an awfully big hole when they leave. So I have uh, filler-oxtered for an hour and 21 minutes. I've gone 21 minutes into the uh, front porch conversation. We have $1,600 to go to fill in the Fill in the fundraising hole. That, if we could knock it out in the next hour and 40 minutes, would constitute a surefire community-made miracle. So I don't know what will happen. But, well, as happens from time to time here, it's getting kind of dire. That's all I'm going to say. Let's run over. Let's let's do. Let's go over and... uh, Check in with Roger. Hey, Roger, how are you? Ah, doing fine. A lot better than last Friday. My voice is starting to clear up a bit. Oh, you sound you sound uh, considerably better. That was just a, a naggy number, but yeah, I'm still coughing, but it's getting better. Good. Are y'all are y'all are y'all getting snowed at, or has it settled down oh, a little all bit? It's all melted off now. Uh, the kid's still without power down in Cottage Grove, so he's camping out here with his dogs. Brother-in-law just left today, thank God. Uh, but anyhow, uh, things are back to normal, but I've got a horn exclusive scoop for you here, Robin. Do tell. I have it on very good authority from a New York lawyer that the... Uh, Checking of credentials to the Republican caucuses in Iowa had some severe failings and that people were allowed to walk in and simply state that they were a Republican and were able to vote in the caucuses. And there were even some people down in Texas that sent people up on airplanes and buses into Iowa and that the whole thing is going to get ended up going into court to discard the entire Iowa caucus uh, tallies and prevent any of those uh, votes from uh, being tallied for the Republican convention and any discussions about who won or who lost or how close it was uh, is absolute and total bullshit because it's all going to get thrown out. 
And as soon as my source in New York could wipe the brown hair dye out from the corner of his eyes, he'll uh, recover the documentation that he's got stored underneath his bed. Uh, you know, the one where he was lying down and, and you know, and I, well, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Um, and, and hoping and, to get it on with a team, with a, with a, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 the guy that likes little girls. Anyhow, yeah. um, I, I, that's on my very good authority that it, it will come and it will take a lot less than 60 court cases, um, that they'll win one at least because they're, they're prepared to do that. But the only other problem is there's still a guy that's, that's trying to sell pillows and he really hasn't got enough money to fund all the court cases. So he's asking for donations. He can't pay. He can't pay for his own ads, Roger. Well, yeah, but I, but my sources are impeccable here. Uh, yes, I know. I, I, no, I, I do. I believe you entirely. Uh, yes, absolutely, completely, totally uh, in, in, impeccable sources. Anyhow, the hot sauce is still brewing. That's it's still gonna bubbling away. Be so good. Uh, it, by the way, uh, apparently, and I don't want to drive the program into a ditch or anything, but I'm getting multiple sources saying that what Arnold said is true. Uh, Stephen New York said, "If you don't receive, it's not gay." I befriended a number of Saudis who said that. All rather cute too. And Brother Deacon Asa added, Arnold's onto something. That school of thought where it's not gay if you're not in the receiving end of the spectrum is pretty much everywhere else in the world other than white majority countries. It's the damnedest thing what men will say and do to appease ourselves. Sure, buddy, it's totally not gay if you're the pitcher. Just can't be the catcher. You can be Sandy Koufax. You just can't be Thurman Munson. Well, that makes my brain hurt. But well, sort of related to that, here we have Donald Trump, who has what five kids, three different mothers, and five kids that number, we know of. That we know of. Yeah, yeah, and an ungodly number of other, uh, even going back into the '60s when he was fighting his own Vietnam on the bed sheets of Bedminster or something. Um, and he's fine. But apparently there's a story out about how Nikki Haley might have had an affair before she got married or something along those lines. And that now she's a tainted woman and shouldn't even be running for the presidency. Have you caught any of that? I haven't heard any of that. No, Roger. Oh, well, I picked up a little bit. I, this is not satire here. Um, but it surprises me how so many women, and I'm thinking of my MAGA friend here, can be so supportive of a serial sexual abuser and be so quick to condemn a woman for having more than one life partner. It, it just astounds me the hypocrisy in the whole nine yards it just <sighs> well I got I got some Nikki Haley news it's not that but it's 
certainly dumb enough. Oh, well, uh, thank you. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Cowbell for impeccable sources. I'm glad someone caught that. I hate for those to just bounce harmlessly off the rim. Uh, no, uh, uh, Nimrata has decided to explain America's problems with race. Now, remember, it was, what, Tuesday? It was Tuesday's program when uh, we had the interview from the dude in Iowa who said that America just needs Daddy Trump to give us all a good spanking. That was weird enough. Well, last night there was a town hall hosted by CNN at New England College in Henniker, New Hampshire. And uh, Nimrata declared that America's not racist, and it's never been a racist country. And I don't know how every eyeball in that in that auditorium didn't just roll poof, straight back into the skull. Wick. And Jake Tapper was on the, sorry, receiving end of that and was a little bit gobsmacked. Back a bit because I was a history major in New Hampshire. Um, You're talking about the ideals of America, but America was founded institutionally on many racist precepts, including slavery. But when you look, it said all men are created equal. Huh? Yeah, I mean, okay, so that's sex. Let's add sexism to it as well. But it just kept getting worse. It, it's, it's, this was just stunning to behold. I want to ask you about a comment you made earlier this week. You said that America has, quote, never been a racist country, unquote. Protections for the institution of slavery were written into the U.S. Constitution. The White House was built with slave labor. Your home state of South Carolina seceded from the Union, fought a war to defend the enslavement of black people. Uh, I understand you don't think America is a racist country now, but we're here at a college. Do you really think as a, as a historical matter, America has never been a racist country? I mean, think about what you're First of all, I will tell you, when you look at, you know, the Declaration of Independence. It was that, you know, men are created equal with unalienable rights, right? That was what we all knew. But what I look at it as is I was a brown girl that grew up in a small rural town. We had plenty of racism that we had to deal with. But my parents never said we lived in a racist country. And I'm so thankful they didn't. Because for every brown and black child out there, if you tell them they live or were born in a racist country, you're immediately telling them they don't have a chance. And my parents would always say, you may have challenges. And yes, there will be people who are racist, but that doesn't define what you can do. Now, hold the hell on. I was a brown girl. Yeah, but honey, your parents swore on a 
swore a blue streak that they were white so they could immigrate to the United States. They pulled you out of a majority black school district, put you in a white southern segregation academy where upon graduation, each new graduate, when she was going there, received a Confederate battle flag pin. Really, Nimrata? Really? ...in this country. And so I think it's important that we tell all kids that, look, America is not perfect. We have our stains. We know that. But our goal should always be to make today better than yesterday. It's hugely important. And that's the problem I have is we have too many people with this national self-loathing. It is killing our country. What about the three-fifths clause? Anybody? Haley? 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 Three-fifths of a human being? Haley? 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 We have got to go back to loving America. We are blessed because that little brown girl in that small rural town in South Carolina, she grew up to become the first female minority governor in history. She then went on to be U.N. ambassador, and now she's running for president of the United States. Somehow we always just blow past Bonomo, don't we? States. I want every brown and black child to see that and say, no, I don't live in a country that was formed on racism. I live in a country where they wanted all people to be equal and to make sure that they had life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It's okay, just a just fucking lie. Just to push back a bit, because I was a history major in New Hampshire. Um, you're talking about the ideals of America, but America was founded institutionally on many racist precepts, including slavery. But when you look at said all men are created equal, I think the intent, Man. the intent was to do the right thing. Now, did they have to go fix it along the way? Yes, but I don't think the intent was ever that we were going to be a racist. Yeah, 400,000 dead Americans and 300 and some odd thousand dead uh, traitors that just had to fix it along the way. Jesus, jumping Christ. Uh, Stephen New York said to me earlier, she's stupid. And I don't like to say that people are stupid, Steve added. But in this case, it's just a fact country. The intent was everybody was going to be created equally. And as we went through every man, dum-dum, every man. But of course, the multimillionaire for-profit media refuses to do their damn job. And so consequently, the pushback from Jake Tapper ain't exactly at boiling temperature. Time they fixed the things that were not all men are created equal. They made sure women became equal, too. All of these things happen over time. 1919 over time. So that's 119, 100 and 122 years after the ratification of the Constitution, Nimrata. But I refuse to believe that the premise of when they formed our country was based on the fact that it was a racist country to start with. I refuse to believe that. I have Right, because she's into believing, she's not into knowing. I know the history of this country. She believes things about the history of this country, and those are two radically different 
positions. Have to know in my heart and in everybody's heart that we live in the best country in the world and we are a work in progress and we've got a long way to go to fix all of our little kinks. But I truly believe our founding fathers. You got that? Well, she's gone from the Civil War not being caused by slavery to racism being a kink. Kind of makes you wonder what sort of sexy time videos she and Mike, who used to be named Bill before she changed his name to Mike, uh, got up to somewhere along the way. A little Thomas Jefferson Sally Hemings action for the... Mm, yeah. Racism is a kink, y'all. A kink. A kink! What's your name, Nimrata? What's your name, Nikki? It's a kink. You know, hot candle wax, kink. Threesomes, kink. I mean, just ask Christian and Bridget Ziegler down in Florida. Apparently, he's gotten off of the rape allegation. Uh, but now he's facing... Uh, uh, criminal voyeurism charges. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Nimrata Haley was the first minority female governor in the U.S., says Brother Deacon Asa. Sarah Palin would be pissed if she heard that. She's a member of the developmentally disabled minority, damn it. And, you know, I'm sure she has some Cherokee in her. She just can't prove it. Kink. Kink. Get, just ask Jerry Falwell Jr. about our little kinks. Uh, <laughs> Todd says, uh, Robin, history strikes again. Nimrata is what Churchill thought of us. Slow and silly. Nimrata is a mercenary and will do the right thing after all else fails. Oh, I don't know if she's ever, uh, I don't know if she's even going to get to the, 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 the do the right thing after all else fails. I don't think she can do the right thing. Unless it's something that she defines as being the right thing for her. Uh, Darlene in Connecticut says, self-loathing? Too much for Jake to ask her about all the horrendous self-loathing statements Trump is constantly making about this country, wasn't it? And I remember that the, the good old days when President Obama was pilloried for the so-called apology tour on his first trip overseas. How quaint. Yes, quaint. Quiet, isn't it? Indeed, Arlene. Yeah, Ralph's noting, in my heart I know he's right. Now in my heart I know she's nuts. Stephen, New York. I refuse to believe that two plus two is four. Yes, two plus two plus two is Bleen. Bleen is the new number that exists between three and four, or something. Great heavenly days. Oh, and thank you, Ralphs. That's so sweet of you. Ralphs said, uh, 
I'll offer a $50 challenge for all of our pets, past and present. Oh, thank you. That would get it. That would finish up last Friday's fundraising and move us a little closer to being able to pay this next week's power bill. That'd be fantastic. That'd be superb. And that's so, so sweet and so kind and so compassionate. So, if you'd like to, if you'd like to see Ralph's uh, double your money, uh, there's, and whether it be a dollar, five, ten, or all fifty, then uh, jump in on that. Especially if you're, if you've been touched by a little four-legged friend, the way so many of us have. I I've just been running my mouth all over the place. I'm sorry. I had to get to that one, Roger. I apologize, but our little kinks, really. How's it going, Robin? Well, hi, Ben. I have something interesting to share with you. Um. So. If you don't mind. Well, I mean, is it is it kind of on topic? It's it's off topic, but it's but it's a very recommended documentary that I recommend everybody watches on Netflix. Okay. There is a documentary on Netflix about Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell that everybody should watch. It's an eye opener, big time. And all I can say is is that after seeing that documentary. They, the maggots cannot sit there and say that Trump was not with Epstein because he was. That documentary proved. Oh, but Ben, of course they can. Of course they can say that. Because they believe they, they, they're not interested in facts. You, you don't, you don't sincerely believe that it's something like a documentary full of facts and figures and dates and times and, and, and and sworn testimony is going to change a maggot's mind, do you? No, but but that's just for, that's, in, just for instance, man. I had someone last week who I have respect for, my best friend, who I <laughs> I struggle with all the time because he is a he wants to be a Trump supporter. I keep telling him why not to. He looked at me straight in the face last week and said that Paul Pelosi was attacked because of his gay lover. You can't change these people, unfortunately. They're stuck in their ways. No. They'll deny anything, no matter what you throw in their face. If we save if we save this nation, Jeremy, we will save it despite them, not because of them. And there are more of us than there are of them. The problem is getting the more of us out to vote and not having them all hung up on uh, the minutiae of, 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 of petty grievances. And and petty grievances is probably uh, the wrong term. More like uh, 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 purity politics. Yeah, I have, well, I have a question. Can, um, I've only been able to find my adrenochrome in kind of a lemon lime flavor. Oh, does you fucker! Have like, does anybody have like a chocolate uh, peanut butter flavor? Because I'm really, and I, it's it's a little bit disconcerting because I can't, I haven't been able to find any children that I could kill and get their blood in the chocolate I, peanut butter. I, 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 I know. I'm awarding I'm awarding Steve his first Gunner. He's earned it tonight. Gunner. Gunner. Well, what I recommend, Steve. 
it's it's a little known fact that when they are in season and when they are available, uh, you can substitute Alabama sex clams. I was just going to say, are we, is this a sex? Is this a Alabama sex? Okay, okay, cool, cool. For uh, uh, many many varieties of children uh, and and their adrenochrome. Now, where do I get that? Do I have to go to a Piggly Wiggly, or is there like something I can get? No, up no. I, I suggest going. I suggest going to the Jitney Jungle in Florence, Alabama, because that that story was, after all, published by the uh, Times Daily newspaper there in Florence. Okay, is is that the newspaper that tells me about the uh, exodus from Alabama? Uh, it, you probably it, it, it probably is. I mean the. The uh, the letters to the editor are always fun. Okay. But they were the okay. first. They were the first to break uh, to, to to break the news about the Alabama sex clans. Okay. Okay, I'll check that out. But thank you. Oh, is yeah. that on Amazon? Is that on Amazon or no? No, no. I'm sorry. You you actually have to go to the Jitney Jungle in uh, the old Seven Point Shopping Center in Florence, Alabama. Okay. Um, I'll try that, but if I have to get, I have to get someone down there to go to for me. I'll do that, but I appreciate. That. I'll try Thanks. to next time I'm down there. I'll try to swing by. <laughs> Works for me. But you got to get there. You got to get there really early. Okay, and, and because just, the Alabama just, sex clams sell out fast. Okay, and there's not going to be a person on a subway or a train who pisses in the middle of the train. Uh, you go down. You go to Alabama and say the word subway, and they're just going to look at you like a cow looking at a new gate. Okay, cool. So no one's going to piss on their subway because they don't exist. Okay. Cool. No, 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 Thanks, no, no, no. What? What? No, oh, yeah. oh, you're more than welcome, Steve. But no, the uh, the big fun down there is is uh, peeing on the electric fence. Okay. Cool. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Just uh, making sure. Okay. Thank Absolutely. you. I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on mute and listen. Jeremy, uh, please continue to talk and inform. Oh, and I will throw an oh by the way out there. Uh, if anybody can't use the Skype room, you know the uh, the stress line is always available eight four four eight four three four six seven six and three zero four five seven four eight one seven eight will bring you in as well. Speaking of Haley, since we said we're not a racist country, remember in World War II when the bomber pilots and the bomber crews detested having black co-pilots along with them, or not co-pilots, but wingmen around them? Oh, yeah, they, they didn't. Uh, the, the, yeah, the bomber crews did not want to be escorted by the Tuskegee <laughs> Airmen in P-51 Mustangs. Which the Red Tails movie is based on. They changed it for, for entertainment purposes, but yes. And uh, by the end of the war... They begged to have them with them, and they wanted to become the most decorated area of all time. That stands to this day. Yeah, now there's uh, – Jeremy, I believe it's on Apple TV+. Plus. There's a new series on about that. I'll have to check on that out. the same thing, I came across – and I can't exactly remember where I got it and all the rest of it – but when they were training pilots, there were serious problems because when you are in a moving, you are a moving person, 
shooting at a target that is also moving. It was very difficult to get a lot of the city boys, I'm thinking white city boys, to be able to master the task. But when they came down to figuring out who was good at being trained to be a fighter pilot, it turned out that those boys who had played things like football became much better combat pilots. And it was decided that the idea that when you were throwing a football to a player running down the field, it correlated very well with a moving uh, a moving target with a moving uh, launcher. And it could be because the black boys spent a whole lot of time playing football in the sandlot out behind the dump or wherever the hell they live down in the ghetto. That the, oh, that is the reason... Well, no, no, come on. I'm, I'm being serious. The little white boy that went to Harvard wasn't playing sandlot football. He was too busy being in his goddamn fraternity chasing the sorority girls. Well, I mean, there's, tr- there's, there's, there's truth in that, yes. And the, the, the fact is that that is one of the reasons. <clears throat> also, the even white boys from the South who went out with the single shotgun shooting squirrels to feed the family became better marksmen than the sons of the merchant who ended up getting into things like West Point and all that. They, they couldn't shoot for shit. But the poor kids who had hunted to feed the family became much better marksmen. And yet that wants to be denied because it doesn't feed into the white supremacist, the rich are good because they're rich, and the poor are trash because they're poor agenda. Uh, Roger, stop for a second. Roger, if you say boys one more time, in reflection about black men, stop it, please. I was talking because, about white boys. Don't you stop? You know, you said white, black boys, and you say in the ghetto. Do you know the majority of Tuskegee Airmen were college-educated men? They were engineers. They were professors. They were teachers. Please, please, never refer to a black man as a boy. You're an educator, or and I thought, Alicia, I thought you were. You should know better that the negative connotation when you refer to a black man as a boy. Come on, do better. That is why I kind of stopped you. I was try- Robin was trying to stop you, and you kept going. Well, it, it, I mean, I, I know my, my uncle was an engineering student and wound up being a carrier fighter ace in the South Pacific. Um, and I, so I knew, I knew a little bit about the World War II the training protocols. And... Yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just any kid out of the sticks. I mean, my uncle wound up in a in a fighter aircraft. My father, who was just a high school graduate, wound up in the bowels of an aircraft carrier. 
His brother, who was just a high school graduate, wound up uh, marching across Europe and died uh, somewhere on the German-French frontier. The United States military was actually pretty good at what they did in selecting who to be bullet catchers and who to be trusted with extremely expensive high-tech equipment. And I, I confess, having grown up in it, I hear boy, and I get a cringe all over my body within that context. So, I, I think I think it's I think it's worth I think it's worth consideration. And I think Tracy's right on this one. I know Tracy's right on this one. So, yeah, there we are. By the way, Tracy, how you doing? Tracy? I'm doing okay. I'm not doing okay. Um, but I have a funeral. To, uh, yes, that's my third funeral. Um, Damn. What's going on, girl? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm hit in my kitchen. My brother's on his way here. My mom's here already. My brother's on his way here um, in the kitchen. I'm, I'm, I just took the cho- triple chocolate run cake out the oven, um, making, about to put the scalloped potatoes in the oven, and then I'm making Damn. cream spinach, and then once the scalloped potatoes are out, then I'll put the, the roast in. Yeah, that's the uh, Morton's of Chicago cream spinach recipe, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd like to say this. I would prefer your... <laughs> Uh, cream spinach recipe over some goddamn restaurant any time of the week. So just so well, you know yeah. that. I mean, because I've never been to Morton's. This is about because I might as well be on food stamps right now. But anyway, and no shame in that. But, eh, no, right. None whatsoever. None, none whatsoever. I've, I've been on food stamps before, so that part. But <laughs> I, it's going to probably be a minute before I ever get to Morton's. But until I do, cross, you know, crossed over the threshold. Of the, uh, there's like three Morton steaks. Or hey, well, Tracy, I mean, Tracy, I'm gonna, Tracy, I'm gonna make you a deal. What? I'll make you a deal. When I get out there, if I got the money, I'm taking you and Jan to Morton's. How's that sound? Okay, I'm not gonna say no because see, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna, but 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 Tracy, when you see when you see the price of a, of, of their serving of their cream spinach, bring the smelling salts. Yeah, and you'll be, you'll be like, what the fuck? I do better than this shit. Right, and like I said, we got I got a uh, four bone roast about to go into the oven. I'm waiting for it to come into come up to room temperature. Uh, okay. Tell me, tell, tell, Tracy, tell me, tell me. I'm sorry, I, Tracy. I just want to be clear. <laughs> if I get out there and I got the money, we're going, gonna, we're, 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 going, we're going to Martin's. I don't stop people who want to pay for shit for me because I'm Jen and I are so used to us paying for people. No, I'm gonna pay it. I'm gonna it pay it. And you know what? I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure we walk in there. I'm gonna point to you and Jan, and especially you, and say, "Okay, y'all. This this here might as well be the Queen of England. So you need to no, treat." Not, the, oh, baby, you don't have to do all that because I always you don't have to. I already I already present it, so you don't. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. You, you you ain't even got to wear a crown. So, okay. No, I, no, no, like I said, you do not have to do that because, trust me, I exude greatness. Okay. Oh, good God. There's the cake. Oh, my God. I just saw that, and I'm just like, I all of a sudden got a heart on when I saw that cake. Oh. You are so stupid. <laughs> hey, uh, Robin. Uh, yes, Ben. Would you like to see my view from this, my seats at Arrowhead last Saturday? Uh, yeah, put it in there. You went, you went, and you braved oh. that? Oh. Yes, I did. Oh, Ben, 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 Ben. There you go, guys. That's where I was at. Nice. I've been to concerts. I've been to concerts there like 40 years ago. I'll tell you what. When Taylor Swift started getting the swag uh, thing going and everybody was, uh, you know, moving around, that was fun because that, that helped with the cold. Yeah, not not just. Yeah, it's harder. It's harder to be still in the cold than it is to be moving. But I was I was gonna. What I was gonna say, Tracy, is you know you go to Morton's and everything is a la carte. The freaking crackers are a la carte. The spinach yes. is a la carte. Everything is fucking a la carte. It's ridiculous. Do it you is, uh, I, so? Do you have a do you have a probe thermometer for your for your rib roast? Oh, baby, I remember I, th- I told you I have the probe thermometer that you put the probe in the oven with the, with the and, and the and unit stays outside. And you set it to the temperature that you want. And Jan likes her, her roast medium rare. I want to. Well, I'm one of those that wants my I want I want my prime. Rib. Want, I, I want to see the stripes on it where the jockey was hitting it. Girl, you want that shit on her period. And I'm sorry, I, I can't. I can't. Now, was I that entirely it. necessary? There are boys here, and they get all gross and ooky over it. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, Tracy, Tracy men here, men, see, men, men, no, learning, no men. Y'all are grown ass people. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're obviously intelligent men because you're on this show. Yes. And enlightened, and progressive, and feminist. At least I hope you are. So if a, if a girl, if a, a woman, a grown ass woman says into a room of ladies and men about menstrual cycles, which is a natural occurrence, at least not for me anymore, because God damn, I'm glad that shit is over with. Y'all be okay. If I can listen to fucking about, about prostates and, and, and erections, this, this erectile dysfunction and all this other bullshit, y'all can hear about the period. Right. Yeah. You right. said menstrual cycle. Is that like Honda? Is that Harley? What is that? No, it's, it's that's called, the it's the professors, and it's made out of bamboo and coconut shells. <laughs> okay. And What's the seats and the seats are literally a pain in the ass. Yes. Yeah, and Tracy, you know what's really interesting about that? ED is uh, affecting men, men that are a lot younger now. It's affecting men all the way as young as their twenties. You know, I, I think, you, you know what, and it's so young, but I think it's because... Porn sick is a real thing, Ben. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. Good evening, Robin, everybody. Kevin, how are you? Hey, uh, before you... Uh, let me thank you, Darlene, for answering Ralph's challenge. So we are now down to 
$1,510. 10 bucks more, and last Friday is fully funded. And this can week, say, yeah. Can, can I say something real quick before Kevin? Sorry to Kevin. I, need to, communi- I need to communicate with you, Darlene, because I'm looking to move to Connecticut. So. Okay. I'm going to give Robin my uh, contact information. I'd love to hear your advice, uh, Darlene, on where I should where I should live. Not Fairfield. No, you want Northern Connecticut because I live in Western Massachusetts. That ain't bad either, Steve. Well, but I'm, I need to. Comm- I still need to commute at least for a while to New York City. So. Mm-hmm. It's not sure. bad, Western Mass, New York. A okay. couple hours. Okay. Yeah. Right down the Parkway. Well, I mean, is there a train? Yeah, you can take the train down. Yeah, I need a train for a while. So there's a train in Springfield. Goes right down to Hartford and New Haven, right in New York. Okay, Kevin, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Robin my uh, contact info and ask her to give it to you because I, I need some advice from Horn folk. Uh, you, Kevin, and definitely Darlene. And Darlene, if you give me some good advice, there are some uh, dark chocolate covered potato chips in it for you. You bastard. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I come in here after my dinner, and why is it I come in here and, and y'all talk all this shit about food, and now all of a sudden I'm getting hungry again. And there's Ritavo! Ritavo! And I know there's going on, my brother. I've been listening to y'all for about 10 minutes now talking about nothing but food here, man. How are you doing, it's John? Well, I conjured you earlier because I didn't realize your Nueces County District Attorney was running for that uh, Democratic Senate nomination in Texas. Can ask we're, trying, we're trying hard to turn this state blue, baby. We're trying hard. Well, uh, Robin, how the hell have you been? Uh, I, I, hmm. There's a long pause. I'm I'm freezing my skinny little butt off. That's what I'm doing. There's a foot of snow on the ground, and I'm thinking about you down there in you know pecan I'm, I'm country. I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> and I'm not at all happy. Well, now look. Uh, yesterday morning, or not yesterday morning, day You're, before yesterday. We were at 22 degrees down here. Now, yesterday, we was up to 78, and today, we're back down to about 50. So, it ebbs and flows down oh, here. Oh, like but Yeah, but we, got, we, go got all the way to, we, we got all the way to like 36 a couple of no, days ago. I, I've been, I, I'm like everybody else. I've been paying attention to the news. Hell, I don't know how you people survive that shit. Oh, we I get really it. don't. And we get you people along the way. Well, that's just lovely. <laughs> What's that Jimmy Buffett sign line say? I'm in Beck, I'm in Belkley connected to the temperate zone. Yeah, and, and the other Jimmy Buffett shit. line this morning, I shot six holes in my freezer. In my freezer. I think <laughs> I've got cabin fever. Somebody sound yeah, the alarm. That. That's it, baby. That's it. So what's going on in the Horn family? Ah, well, we're working on a little miracle here. Thank you, Gino. Really? Yes. You uh, ain't got a miracle yet? Come on, uh, Gina, Gina, Gino responded to uh, uh, Ralph's as well, and so we are. N- last Friday is now fully funded. Thank you all so much. Uh, last we, Friday is funded. Yes. What about this Friday? Um, this Monday. This well, okay. We are now forty dollars into funding for this past Monday. So that means there's two sixty to go there. Yeah. So you know we, it's Friday. Yeah, it is Friday. Yes. So we're at like fourteen sixty. That's the that's the community made miracle number, John. Well, let's get that shit going. Ain't we, ain't this a beautiful day for a miracle? Wouldn't you just love to see the sun just burst all out? It just shine on everybody. 
Well, I need to I need it to stay blue ass cold for a little bit longer because the minute t- the, the overnight low dr- uh, rises above 32, uh, those those uh, fine fine friendly folks at Appalachian Power are going to come and you know turn shit off. Oh shit! Because yeah. you know we're yeah. winter. You know, it's part you know it's part of the reason, John, that I don't like winter because it's just winter. so much harder than warm weather. No, no, no. I, because, I've told the story many times. I, you know, I did my time in Alaska. When I came back from Alaska, I swore I ain't going in that shit no more. Ain't yeah, enough happen. already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, weather, weather like this is in it. weather like this is enough enough to make me think. Well, you know, maybe I'll just roll the dice and take my chances in Florida or Alabama or Texas. Or South Texas, baby. Yeah, if they're going to... Down there on the, uh, on the Texas Riviera. If they're going to shoot my trans ass, I can at least be warm. You know, this is this is like a variation on the right. theme of uh, uh, Robert W. Service's The Cremation of Sam McGee. We're not that bad down here, baby. This is South Texas down here on the coast. We're not that bad. We're pretty liberal down here. Now, we do have our MAGA maggots around. You know, all you have to do is look down my street, you'll find them. But that's not the whole of it. Oh, and I, I did notice something today. I had to be out, and uh, it was a real adventure. But when I came back, I noticed a couple of new Trump uh, Trump 2024 flags had sprouted oh. since the snow started flying. No. Ignorance knows no bounds. Yeah, and, John, them cowboys choked again. You know, Ben, that was yeah, very that was very who? that was very unkind of you to bring up the Cowboys with John here. Who 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 did? Those Cowboys choked again. Never never heard of them. Yeah, we'll yeah. Leave, leave it to Jerry Jones again. Yeah, wait, is, 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 John, is there, is there a professional football team in Dallas? I'm sorry. I said, is there actually a professional football team in Dallas? No, we just got a bunch of rookies out there on this damn ball field. They like to play like they're in the pro. Well, I did notice a piece of breaking news, and and it's one of those things that makes you wonder about, folks. Apparently, the Atlanta Falcons have decided to hire, no, I'm not kidding, Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick. Whoa. Yep. Bill's going down south. Oh, boy. I wouldn't hire him. The night they drove those Falcons down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Some oh, Super Bowl, shit. I'll tell you that. Oh, Blake, Lordy. Sideline. But, you well, know, that, 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 but at least, Kevin, that means you're getting some relief. Yeah. Well, we got old, uh, Gerard Mayo, they, but the old uh, linebacker we had, he's the coach now, so. Um, what, so Adam, don't give him the, what, Adam Vinatieri wasn't available? <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm gonna get some, get him some tools to work. It's still a mess. All they did was get rid of Belichick. There's all kinds of other people that are still hanging around there that are part of the problem, anyway. So hey, you heard a Groundhog Day. Yesterday was Merrick Garland Day. Apparently, he he came out of his hole and said yes. nothing. So I guess we have six more weeks of winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, didn't say anything. Sub- has he said? Has this guy said anything worth of substance since he's been like hired, other than? We're just going to let things, you know, go the way they got to go. And he couldn't even mention Jack Smith's name. Just had called him a special counsel and wasn't, doesn't say anybody's name. Doesn't, he doesn't, has he dropped anybody's name since he started? I mean, I, 
does he have any kind of a thought process going on? Because there's seems like a robot every time he gets up there. I don't know. It's weird. He's he's he is what he what he's doing, Kevin. I mean, he's playing a slow game. I get it, but yeah, he know. is he is he's he's playing he's playing small ball. But he's also got to absolute because all you get uh, as as you know Jehoshaphat said earlier this morning, he is driven or maybe it was uh, one of the guests he is driven entirely by his id Nero. So the only way to respond to that is not taking the bait. Right. And then a contrast to the bar. Yeah. Who literally went on the talks, you know, the, the lecture circuit while he was on the job. I mean, who the fuck does, what attorney general does that? I mean, I mean, it's one thing maybe to speak at a graduation or something like that, but, you know, this guy was going out there and espousing his political beliefs while he was, while he was working, you know, trying to pine for his, uh, his boss, you know, it, whatever. I mean, I, I guess we were used to all that, and I guess then you see Garland come in as a complete opposite. But I don't know. I just I'll give you credit know. for what he did yesterday down in Uvalde, because today yeah. Texas finally got a fucking grand jury to look at the shooting in. Uh, oh. at yeah, Rondo and that's and that's Valley. after that re- that's after that report came out from DOJ yeah. that was. Yeah. I mean, it, it was absolutely. Damning, John. Yeah, yeah. I listened to one of the uh, one of the parents uh, who's still uh, there in Uvalde when he drives. He said when he drives to HEB, everybody knows what HEB down here. It's a store. When he here, drives everything's to HEB, better. He still sees. Yeah, it's that's right. Uh, he still passes an officer that was on the scene in the hallway that day, sitting in his patrol car. Every fucking day, he has to drive by that guy well, who did nothing. Hey, John. And that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm never doing that again. I'm never going to a playoff game that fucking cold. <laughs> I didn't. I ain't going to no play. I'll tell you what, that's one of the sad stories of John's life right now when I look at it is sports ball. Since I started doing what I do uh, online and, and everything running my mouth, I hardly ever get to see a game. Now, that playoff game the other night, I was watching it right up until, well, 6 o'clock my time when I go live. Uh Game wasn't over. Uh, Dallas is getting their ass kicked. I'm not happy. And then all during my live show, I got people popping in, letting me know, hey, Dallas sucks. They lost. So it's it's uh, freaking rough, man. We ain't been in, in a good position in a long time. You, well, I Hell mean. They were, we, we did make the playoffs. I mean, come on. You know, give us that much. Yeah, sure. And, you know, you've got the, you've got the early Jerry Jones heyday of, you know, Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith. And, right. But at the but at the end of the at, at the end of the day, there's never going there's never going to be any Tom Landry's or Bud Grant's. No, those days are gone. Or Hank Strams. I mean, I, I did notice uh, uh, Jehoshaphat the other day, uh, reveling in the the video of Lynn Dawson of the Chiefs sitting on the sidelines smoking a cigarette during the game. Yeah, <laughs> that was a different that that was back before NFL stood for no fun league. No fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be careful out there. I want to go kick somebody's ass. How's that? Uh, hey, Randy Radar uh, wants to know, John, uh, if the uh, Texas power grid has frozen up yet. No, not down here yet. Not mine. Uh, we kept the lights on the whole time. Uh, like I said, we two days we were down at 22 degrees at night and didn't get over freezing the next day. And, uh, no, we've kept the power on, but, uh, yeah, 
my water pipes, that's a whole different story there. And my house sits up on stilts. I live on a riverfront, and occasionally it floods, so your houses are all down here built up on stilts, so which means everything underneath the house is exposed. And, uh, yeah, so I've had fun for a few days. Well, yeah. you still got a chance, uh, John, with the Texans. Yeah, yeah, they're still in there. Uh, I don't even know when the next time they play. I'm serious. They you play know, tomorrow I, against the Ravens. You know, one thing uh, One thing that's interesting. Oh, I might be able to see that. That's Saturday. I don't do shit on Saturday. How are they going to hold up against the Ravens? The Ravens are impressive. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still mad at uh, Art Modell for moving the moving the Colts out of Baltimore. Anything in Baltimore ought to be the damn Colts, and I'm sure the Indianapolis people get real pissed about that because that's a long time gone now. But Art Modell is a prick. Uh, But uh, one thing, and and thank you so much, Gino. Gino sent a note alongside and said, "I have to donate to this challenge." The thought of our Cappy not being there when I get home to snuggle with on these cold days to get his love as unconditionally as possible for a cat is a sad thought. Fortunately, that stage is not here yet. Thank you, Gino. And it's. It, I love somebody who loves their animals. Yeah, and I mean, this was just a very, very hard day. I mean, she's she's been our friend. She's been our baby uh, since, like, 2008, 2009, and she was two or three years old then. She was moving in on 20, and she stayed pretty surprised. Oh, I'm sorry, Robin, did you, did, did you lose a kitty? Yes. Oh, Lord. She passed away this morning, and oh shit. Annette and I spent pretty much the day being inconsolable. Uh, I would imagine. She was, I got she one. Was, up, she was the most beautiful Siamese, John. Really? And she was a nice Siamese, and those are rare. She was yeah, an absolute little doll, and she was a she was a wonderful surrogate yeah. mommy to Lucy Purr. And it hurts when you lose one. Baby. Yeah, Lucy Lucy Purr is just walking they around live in your heart. Lost. Ain't no, ain't nobody closer to you than your animals. You just think your husband or wife is close. No, go pet your cat. Go pet your dog. They're the ones you're staring in their eyes, going, "I love you." Oh, I know. You know we're, uh, yeah, we're just ruined here. You know, we've got the. We've got I'm, I'm nursing one right now that's got got, got snake bit. You know oh. me, Robin. I have about I have about twenty. Yes, it, know, the the Brito, have, the, Br- have, the Britavo spread is the yes. is the uh, home of many yes. kitties. Many kitties, many kitties. I just have a sign out there that says, "Just letting you know, like there's a lot of cats in here." So, but only three of them live in the house, and I don't know why we have a doggy door. The rest of them, you know, if, if they ventured, they'd find out, but none of them do. Only the three that come in the house. No, they're, they you know, they're, 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 uh, traditionally, they're traditional American bootstrap kitties. They live outside. <laughs> outside, yeah. I open that door with cat food in my hand and I'm, get, I get swarmed. But yeah, losing one, that, that's rough. I, I, you know, I've got a lot of them, but I, I love every one of them. You know, it's, uh, my donkey, my dogs, my my bird who irritates the crap out of me every morning because he wants to eat everything I'm eating. I don't care if I just gave him bacon. He wants more bacon and you know, even love him. So. Oh, we've uh, we uh, Mr. He has a name and everything, but because it works so well with the old 70s pop song, uh, Mr. Golden Hair has uh, and, and Golden Retriever. Uh, he has an absolute problem with begging strips. Uh, 
Oh, really? Oh, he's hopeless. I mean, it's 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 like it's I it's like it's like Hunter Thompson with the ether and fear and loathing in Las Vegas. It's like just, just give me more, give me more, mom, give me more. Yeah, yeah, and more ain't never enough. I mean, I, but, that but, pit bull of mine. You know, she loves the HEB sells it's 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 chicken jerky is what it is. I mean, I've seen I, that. You look at it in the pack. Oh man, you look at it in the package. You look like all you need to do is hydrate that and throw it on the damn barbecue pit. It's chicken. Well, it, it's it's a little bit more expensive than the other doggy treats, but I love her so much I get her to chicken. Yeah, of course. And, then and you, now, and then you make the little funny voices like yes, 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 yes. That's right. It's my baby. It's mm-hmm. my baby. Come here. Dad says I's a baby. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's like, I ran that's out like of me, those. That's like me walking up to walking up to Mister Golden here. Who who loves Auntie? Who does Auntie love? There you go, baby. You talk to him all the time. My donkey's the only one that really talks back at me. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Golden here is learning to talk. I mean, he's he's getting some serious Scooby-Doo vocalizations going on. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without him. And, and he's an adoptee. We got him uh, uh, three months short of two years old, and so he's he's still a baby. But uh, we're smitten. And then, you know, there's Lucy Purr and uh, Mr. Soxrates and, uh, and 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 sweet, sweet, fluffy, smoky Kyle. And, and the, out of all mine, only four of them have names. Only four of my cats have names. The other 18, 19, whatever. They're all black. I, half the time I can't tell one from another anyway. So it's all here, kitty, kitty. Well, I need to I need to send thank yous out to uh, Lou in memory of my Kaniska uh, and all of our dear pets. Thank you, thank you, Lou. Uh, Lou lost his uh, his 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 doggy uh, this past Wednesday, and it just hurts my heart to even think about it. And uh, thanks as well to uh, uh, to our dear friend Jude. Thank you, Jude. So, doing all the math there, uh, Morocco. Right. We're down to fourteen thirty, and do this, people. We've got we've got about forty minutes left, and a kind anonymous internet friend has said, "I'm going to offer a three hundred dollar have a show on me contribution, but it's only payable if you can bring in a total of three hundred dollars from the Horn community." So that's on the clock now. All right, let's get after it. And then there is uh, 41 minutes and 20 seconds left to knock down that 1400 and um, 14:30. We'll knock it down to 8:30, which is much more manageable and yeah. gives me a fighting chance with next week's power bill. You know, I I I want everybody to know it. It is very have, it's very humbling to have to come on and and, and, and and pump donations to ask for donations. But the the only way Robin uh, stays on the air is by your donation. That's it. That's all any of us that do this stay on the air. <laughs> it's by the kindness of our our, our family, uh, the Horn family, the Blue Dot family. These are our family that we visit with every week. And and. and and these are this the and these are the and and you know the, the these are the families that we think about when we're not on the air. Yes. And oh, I don't right. know about you, but I interact with a lot of members of the Horn Family Community Congregation through the day and into the night. I I talk to Blue Dots all day long. 
I get one now, Bonita. She's the kindest, one, most wonderfulest woman. She's 80 years old, and I got to be on my game. She's wanting something done. Her her thing is, what have you done for democracy today? Did did you call your congressman? Did you write your senator? Did you sign a petition today? Did you talk to somebody about who you think you should vote for? Those you know, she, this woman she makes a list, baby, and uh, and she'll she'll light a fire under my ass. You know, get me a little more motivated. But uh, you know, my voice, your voice, Robin, is all dependent upon us paying the bills, baby. We're no different than anybody else. We have to pay the bills, the electric company, all that stuff. And and, and you know, the only oddly, way you do it. oddly enough, they will not they will not accept my laurel and hearty handshake in exchange for providing no. electricity. Isn't that just disgusting that they don't do that? It's just utterly disgusting. But they don't. They don't require. They don't. And, they and that's the other thing. I'm, I'm and they won't take an IOU either. No. And no. I'm I'm in countdown mode because we are now 16 days from the 20th anniversary of this of this program existing, which wow. just absolutely blows me away. Wow, that's a long time, Robin. To be I, using your voice like this, it is, it, it, and and, oh, and it, yeah. I, the fact that it has lasted this long is entirely a credit to the to the community that makes this program. It has nothing to do with me. Hey, Robin. Yeah, Ben. I felt I don't think Tracy and Chris and John were here when they at the beginning of their program when uh, Roger shared his news with us about the caucuses. Yeah, well, I mean that you, you, under, you understand you understand that was satire, right? Oh, okay. That was that the, the, the Roger gave it away with the hair dye running down the side of his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have given. Uh, John, I don't know if you heard it when we started the front porch conversation, but uh, what do you think of Nimrata Haley describing racism as an American kink? What she say that America's never been a racist country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did she go to school? You know, it's a hell of a thing to say that at all. Did she go to school? It's an even more hellacious thing to say that during the week of the Dr. King holiday, for the love of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point right there. But she she's boxed in by the people that she wants to vote for her. Isn't it sad? She cannot tell the truth about American history and expect to siphon votes away from her orange god emperor. And you're right, it's sad. That's the it's Republican pathetic. Party. It is it, it is, is. it is it's 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 such a it, it's such a repulsive commentary on who that party is. Yes. And that is the party That's that exactly is led by is. the son of a Klansman. It's not a conservative party anymore. It's a maggot party. It's a fascist party, John. The end of that. It's a That's fascist it party. They, you know, I keep, I keep using the term, you know, this election, baby, this is everything on the line. If that man gets in our, in our house again, we're going to move from democracy to something else. And you're not going to like the something else. Well, the, you know what, the, that the little some, rant the he did up. last night on his, on his damn true social talking about, you know, a president must have total immunity or he can't do his job. Really? The other 44 guys that came before his ass couldn't do it. Joe Biden's doing it now, but oh, my God. 
you know, and, and he has to, right, and, and and he's and I expect immunity even if I cross the line, even if I cross the line, even if I cross it. What does that say? That just says uh, uh, he wants to be dictator. He wants to be glorious leader. Is what he wants. And there are people in this country more than willing to hand it right to him. That's what scares me. I mean, we're talking about the end of that. We're talking about the end of the uh, country. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about democracy as we know it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've never been particularly good at democracy. I'm sure that would upset Mrs. Haley too. But to the extent that we have finally (laughs) taken some faltering, halting steps toward it. That game's over. The game is over, Robin, because what of our what what do we have to look forward to now? What there are three options in front of us right now. A, he's on the ballot and he wins. Not a good outcome, baby. Here we go. Democracy to something else. We're in shit. B, he's on the ballot and loses. And what do you think is gonna happen? Or C, he's not on the ballot. What do you think is gonna happen? We are set up for a situation right now where we're, we're looking down the barrel of us mighty bad shit coming. Cause if he's on the ballot and loses, he's going to scream he won and he's going to try to rile Bubba's backyard brigade to get their shit together and go attack somewhere, do something to save democracy or save freedom, whatever bullshit he's going to put out. Save there. his syphilitic ass. That's it. That's it. I don't, you know, I'm looking down the road here at November thinking, well, what the hell's going to happen? Right now, the court's going to decide whether he can be on the ballot. Well, I think they're going to throw out Colorado and they're going to let him on the ballot because it challenges the federal uh, election norm. I, I, think and, it's, uh, I think it's a little bit different than that. We've talked about it some here, John. I, 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 you know, hmm. not disagreeing to be disagreeable. Um, no. And thank you, Tom and Sonny Sanders. I hope they do. I hope they kick his ass off. Uh, Tom and Sonny San Rafael jumped in, so we're two. We got two hundred and ninety dollars to go on the keep Come the power on, on challenge, and keep and, the power know, on, baby. Twenty nine people no at ten bucks, ten people at twenty uh, twenty nine bucks, etc. Any permutation they're on, and like I said, Nobody it gives us a much five hundred dollar bill laying around, not doing anything. You could just jump right in there. And yeah, silver certificate, that'd be fine. Yes, but what I was saying, fine. what I was saying about Colorado is that. And this is the conclusion that some other courts have reached, and I know, uh, like Minnesota did, kicking him off the ballot of the Republican Party's prime uh, of, of the Republican Party's nominating Primary, process yeah. would probably be wrong because the language of the th- Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment doesn't say anything about being elected. Right. It says hold office. Hold office. Hold any office. And so, uh, of, of those of those three. Uh, of those three potential scenarios you mentioned, I think there's a fourth. Which one? What's that? Jack Smith has said he expects to uh, try uh, try the case in D.C., the actual insurrection case, uh, in less than six months. The current trial date is set for March the 4th. I don't necessarily know how they can do that with this thing hung up in the Supreme Court. But once the Supreme Court answers, the thing goes forward. Period. Unless they give him, uh, unless they give him some sort of immunity. And if they do that, they, uh, the Supreme Court has slit their own throats. So, you know, option four is they say no, he's not immune for those criminal acts. Yes, he stands trial, and the case goes forward. 
and we've hopefully got a verdict somewhere around October. And then once he will- and having been convicted, then various court or various states can say, nope, sorry, no ballot for you. Or even or now? even or even more so, send his ass off to prison. That's what I want. There you go. Bingo. Where's my thing? Yeah. Uh, thank you. I want to Kinda see his sorry. ass in prison. Uh, but again, looking back at, at the scenarios of even including that one, what is going to be the end result? He is going to scream if he's convicted. He is going to be screaming. It's a witch hunt. It's a election interference. He's going to keep up with the same mantra that he's got going on now. So he is going to try to rile his minions up uh, to rise up and protect him. And I'm not too sure they're not going to try. It, it, it will not be successful. It would be ha- it would have to be sporadic at best, a little place over in this part of the country or over there in that part of the country. I'm worried about my part of the country. You don't think the Bubba's Backyard Brigade on my street doesn't want to kick my ass? Oh, baby, I'm high on their list. Yeah. You know. And, and, you and yours, a, too, you, Robin. You, you live in a state and I live in a state right. where, yes. uh, where anybody, anywhere, at any time can have a gun in their pocket. Yes, and do. And for those of you who don't watch my show or listen to me, I do have a neighbor. He's got all his little, the only one on the street left, I call him butt boy. He's got all his little signs pointed right down at me. Got a sign down there about Blue Dot family being brain dead fools. He just made that up himself. He's so proud of himself. That man cruises in front of my house all the time. I have security cameras all around. He carries a pistol all the time. The only reason he carries that pistol, and I've had the police out here, and I've made the same statement. He wants to shoot my ass, and he wants to get me in a position to do it. That's why he carries that pistol every freaking day. And I don't let, I don't, I don't get that. I don't let it slip my mind that he's armed every time I see him. No, that's called so, situational yeah. awareness. Yes, and I have to be that way all day long, every day. My cam, my my security cameras sit right next to my TV, so when I'm watching TV, I can look at my security cameras. That's the world I live in since I started raising my voice. That's not indicative of the whole coastal bend down here of all, all South Texas. It is on my street. I live way out in the country. I'm the last house on the end of the street. Only one way in and out of here. And that's past every one of their houses. Who all had Trump signs up. But not this year. Not yet. The only one that's got signs up now is Butt Boy. Butt Boy ain't taking, he's going to stand his ground. But the rest of them, like about 10 of them, no signs yet. All their signs are gone, and I haven't seen one replaced yet. So, you know, it's a game on my street. But it's not a fun hey, one. Hey, John, I wanted to <laughs> ask you a question. Hey, 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 Horn family, happy Friday. Happy, happy. Friday on the front porch. But, John, I, what what is there any outrage down there? about what happened to that woman and the two kids that died in the in the river i think i think the same reaction this is getting ridiculous that was a heartbreaking story you know it it it, the the whole border issue is to me it pisses us off down here you know right it it, this there's only one way around this shit and and it's comprehensive uh immigration reform you think congress is going to do that no they're not going to do that they want to scream and holler at it. 
the Republicans would just soon kick this nation in the shins and make it hurt real bad so they could point at it and say, oh, look here, this is terrible. But you know what, John? Like There's we'll some, I have had a lot of fun making fun of that maggot Chip Roy from Dribbling Dick, Texas. Oh, yeah. Chip Roy. And, you know, the second reference is down here. Gonorrhea Gulch, Texas, Syphilis Springs, Texas, Herpes Holler. Yeah. And and he's he's an asshole. There's no getting around it. He's a it. dick. He's a dick. But does he have a winter home in Cancun too? Next to cru- the Cruz's residence. Carries carries Ted's bags, I think. I don't know. But the thing is, he is so pissed at his feedum carcass and the rest of the Republicans. I mean, this this just kind of blew me away to uh, to read. He gave an interview, uh, Chip Roy of Dribbling Dick, Texas, with Neil Cavuto over at Fox Business. Oh, of course. And and again, this this <laughs> this guy ain't exactly a liberal Republican. No. But in talking That's to Neil Cavuto, he said the he said the following. And, and John, if you're not sitting down, you might wanna. I'm I'm sitting. Go ahead. Maybe have a maybe maybe have the smelling salts or. Uh, you know the bottle of old Panther handy. I got I got a fat one rolled right here. Okay. Go ahead. He said I would acknowledge President Trump failed along with Republicans Paul Ryan and the guys. They failed in 2018 to actually move a border security bill to tighten this, so we aren't dealing with this crisis right now. They failed to actually get the wall built. President Trump signed 12 continuing resolutions after he said he would never sign another one if they didn't give him the money to finish building the wall. Look, this stuff matters. It adds up. I call balls and strikes. This is not hard. Really? I mean, I... What exactly is he saying? I had to to check and make sure that I hadn't accidentally gotten into the brown acid or anything. Boy, how did shit? So he's blaming his own party that there's no wall, huh? Yeah, and he's and and you know this is the same guy who stood up a couple of months ago and said I invite any of my Republican colleagues to come down here and tell me what the Republican majority has accomplished in this Congress, which is which is jack shit, nothing, deadly, nothing. They don't want to fix anything on that border. Right now, I'm a little more pissed off with this bullshit going on between Texas between Greg Abbott and the Border Patrol. That's you know this is getting pushed to extremes. Well, it's 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 you know? it is it is the run up to secession. It is the same old sorry ass. Uh, 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 We're going to succeed from the union. Texas going to become its own. Yeah, yeah but but you know, this you. was this was all settled between 1861 and 1865. The notion of nullification. You know, the, the, the South Carolina started battling about that in like the 1820s. And speaking of his own. Vice President, former Vice President Andrew Jackson said, I will get on my horse and I will ride to South Carolina and I will hang the first nullificationist I find and I will sign, I will hang every nullificationist I see after that until there are no more nullificationists left in the state of South Carolina. And uh, here we are all over again dealing with the same issue from 1855, 1845, 1835. You cannot teach these motherfuckers that nullification is not a legitimate political 
governmental, constitutional idea. And what scares the shit out of me is our our uh, our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic Majesties might have some members on there that think nullification is a great idea. And that and are you there? Oh, my microphone messed up. Uh, hey, hey, John. Yes, Tracy. How are you? Hey, oh, Tracy. I don't know. Somebody has just has been kicking me out of the room, and every time I try to talk, I've been muted. I don't know who keeps doing it because I'm not saying anything, and I know you guys aren't hearing any feedback from me because. No, wait, Tracy, you you are you have a lot of wind. I don't know if it's your microphone, but there's a lot of it's a wind noise. Well, I don't know well, who's booting you, but I think that's somebody, why. Well, okay, well, then somebody actually did kick me out the room, and that's so not cool. So not cool. But anyway, I just wanted to say hi to my sexual white chocolate because I haven't heard from you. I mean, I haven't not heard. Well, not, no, not in a while. And what? I come in the room, and all of a sudden, you're in there baking and stuff and making stuff in the kitchen. You're just making Yeah, we can hear crazy. you. You're like Julia Child in there. I was, uh, I was sitting there listening to you talking <laughs> about Now we chopped the spinach. Yes, the spinach. <laughs> Yeah. I sure hope you're, you're doing well. Make sure you got girl. a glass of wine in your hand while you're doing all this. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Um, I Actually, my wonderful wife reminded me that I had to go. I, I have a funeral to go to tomorrow. And she's like, honey, did you go get, you gotta get I your heard that. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I hate it when she reminds me of shit that, so I can't say I knew that or what have you. I forgot. But that part. But, you know, um, I love Calvin. Of it now, but you saw the cake. Um, well, I, I was listening in there, Tracy, and, and, and it was I was heartbroken because heartbroken because you said you you've had three deaths in the family here recently. Yes, three. yes, that's 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 got to be hard, baby. It, it was, you know, especially you know, I've had people die, but my first, my best friend, you, and I've talked about him on the show. He was my um, friend that we drove cab together. And I don't know if you guys remember when I had that really horrible incident when I got a flat tire and the, the racist ass um, tow truck driver. I, oh, I remember I that. And, yeah, that was horrifying. I remember and, that. And Caesar was, he was there for me. He never left. He not only stayed there when the, when the tow truck driver got there and made him check and make sure he changed my tire, but he followed me all the way home. Now, Anybody that knows LA, South, you know, LA, I live in the San Fernando Valley. Caesar lived You're breaking up, Tracy. But Caesar lived in the San Diego Valley. He followed me all the way home to make sure I got home okay. And then drove home. And that's the kind of friend he was. And then my, then the first, that was his funeral was the Saturday, the Friday. Oh, Lord. Christmas. And then my sister called, my half sister. Her mother passed away to say like two days after Caesar, but we didn't have her, she didn't have the funeral until the first Friday, Saturday in January because her mother wanted to be buried out here. This, because this is where she lived most of her life. And because um, I was, uh, I'm like, thank you, sweet black baby Jesus, because Mama Tracy, t- things are tight right now. I, w- I was going to, I would have flown to Atlanta gladly because she's my bitch. She's my right. sister. But do you know how happy I was that I did not have to drive to, yeah. I mean, fly to Atlanta. So they had to, so 
her body went on the world tour. I'm sorry, that's terrible. You know, I don't understand. So they flew the body back out here from Atlanta and they buried her. Tomorrow, and now my. She was acting now. She actually died this year. She died. Well, actually, I don't know if she died on New Year's or New Year's And all three of them died. One from pancreatic cancer and two from liver cancer. Or how did she? Oh, Jesus. So well, I'm not looking forward to this year either. If you, if any of you, if any of you have seen uh, my New Year's Eve show, if you go back and look at the live show, mm-hmm. you'll see it ends. It ends quite abruptly. I, yeah, I heard about that. Did you take your ass to the doctor? I I, I did the next day. The next yeah, day. I, I, had, next I had a mild heart attack and. Uh, no, see know, this. So now I'm scheduled for a bunch of tests, and I got nitroglycerin in my pocket. Whippy. Okay. But yeah. Well, that shit gives you a headache. I'm happy that you are here, but motherfucker, it's like, no, uh, you don't say, well, you know what? I think I'll wait to go to the hospital the next day. That's some bullshit, John. You got it. I know. It. My wife was pissed off at me. My kids was pissed off at me. And I'm pretty I just sure wanted to lay down and get the fucking elephant off my chest. Man, this but, uh, is grown ass man. I swear to on sweet black. I baby. know it. We're, we're a bunch of idiots. I swear we are. We are. Yeah, I, 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 it, it, looking back, I should have gone. I should have gone that night. But all I could think of, oh, the emergency room's going to be filled up with guys who blew their fingers off with a firecracker or some drunk got in a wreck. I don't want to go up in that mess. You know. I, I so I waited. It's been a priority, baby. Come on. And I have yeah. props on Bubba's. What did she call it? Bubba's Backyard Brigade? Bubba's Backyard Brigade. <laughs> Bodacious Backyard Brigade. I've oh, heard him referred to as Meal Meal Time Six or Meal Team Six. <laughs> meal, time, meal Team Six, yeah. Oh, yeah, they all got the equipment, life. baby. They're all ready. That gave me life, uh, baby. That, that, that absolutely positively gave me life when you said that shit. Because uh, I'm glad I put I, a the, me, the Meal Team Six Marching Kazoo Band <laughs> playing Dixie. Oh man! Let's I see them all. We have them down here, man. We got them. We got them down here in Texas, baby. They got oh. plans. They got maneuvers. They go They're on. They're gonna break they Stewie out Rhodes out, uh, out, of the, out of the camp Pestil, out there, right? The, yeah. the wild and yeah. It's, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. You know, you were talking about what, military. You were talking about what's shit. coming toward us, John. It's like. But, you know, what I want, uh, listen, stand, stand down and stand by. We're going to get the Proud Boy Band back together again. That's it. That's it. Yes. And stand down and stand by and stand. Yeah. See, the problem with the Proud Boy, just... the, the problem with the Proud Boys and the and, and, and the free percenters and the Oath Keepers and the Boogaloo Incel Tactical Command Headquarters Executive Staff. It's just the sheriff. It's yeah. just and the constitutional sheriff. Uh, they, they, it's a lot like ISIS. There's always a number two. You mean a shitter? Yeah, that's. I, I mean, you, you remember during you remember during yeah. George Bush's illegal war against the innocent people of Iraq? Yeah. Yes, I do. We killed we, we killed Al Qaeda's number two. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? John and Robin. What's really funny is right now the maggots are saying, "Oh, the FBI is paying attention to all the January 6th rioters but they ain't doing a damn thing about everyone on Epstein's list. And I'm like Really? <laughs> right. 
Is that, yeah, is that, I got to worry about the people on Epstein's list. I think that list will come out, and, and those people, I hope, you know, pay whatever price is going to be paid. Yeah, I, for I, that. I got no uh, look. I, I, I got no skin in that game. Anybody, yeah. anybody yeah. that was going to Lolita Island on the Lolita yeah, Express. The, the, yeah, they're a little above my pay grade. They got more money than me. They got lawyers, you know, and uh, they and it, they can hire them, and they can spend every cent they have, and hopefully they yeah. go to prison somewhere. Not, not that I don't hope that every one of them that can be proved did something like that. Uh, I hope they get their ass in the news all over the place. And I got, I got, I got, I don't, I, I'm, I don't have I'm, no I'm bipartisan about it. I mean, Bill Richardson's yes. dead. Re- right or left. I don't give a shit. You're Alan Dershowitz uh, is not. I don't care. That's right. That's if right. You're on the list, baby. What are you doing? If you, but you maybe, doing? maybe this will shed a light, a uh, spotlight on the fact that we do have a multi-tiered Multicolored justice system in this country. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Right? And if they want to scream bloody murder that all these people on Epstein's Island are getting off scot free, well, it just goes to show that if you got the money, honey, you ain't ain't gonna have to go to prison. Mon- right? Money and power, baby. That's what the game is, isn't it? It, it is, or either that, or Donald Trump would be in jail right now, wouldn't he? OJ Simpson. Goddamn, he would have been in jail in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, would have been in jail a long time ago if he didn't have the money he had. OJ, somebody Simpson else's money. People killing a white woman, y'all. So you know what? If, if if a black man could get away with killing a white woman in this country, and it's only because of his money, I mean, come on. Yes, that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, it, I mean that was, I mean, because he lucky he wasn't pookie in them. Money makes people colorblind. Because then he would have been dead, but he killed because he, he would have to he would have to rely on a public pretender. But yeah. OJ and how would that worked out? Right. Yeah. OJ, OJ had the dream team. Nobody, I don't think there was a better assemble assemblage of lawyers like ever that anybody ever had. I remember that one O.J. lawyer who had the forensics expert on, on, on the stand. I said, and I just remember this one line. Where is it, Mr. Fung? Mr. Fung, where is it? Where is it, Mr. Fung? I mean, it was a good God that, 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 you know, I wonder sometimes if maybe someone on the prosecution team there in that case might have been distantly related to counsel for the parking garage. <laughs> Give yourself a cowbell for that. Thank you. Hey, boy, is she getting dumber by the by Jesus the second? God, I mean, I spent way too much time on that Business Insider story at the beginning of the program, but yeah, my heart went out to Judge Kaplan, and I usually don't sit around wringing my hands and clutching my pearls over a, 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 a an Article Three U.S. District Judge with a lifetime appointment. But I just Robin, feel, did you ever have a did you I, ever have a judge that had to teach you step by step how to do lawyering no. during a case? No. Uh, Never? Habada, no? Habada, habada. But, yeah. No, because I had some very now, good professors in my crummy little state take your school. Little pencil. Yes. Make sure you have the sharpened make sure you sharpen your little pencil first. You know, Christopher. You know, yeah, I, lo- I heard your you earlier, Robin, when you was talking about uh, how you, you you knew the law in West Virginia and how to introduce evidence. And I was listening to the show when you was talking about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all just magic. It's all just magic words and incantations, not, and that's yeah. the way they were taught to me. 
you know, memorize it, memorize these things, because if you don't get the magic right, the magic doesn't happen. I had yeah, professors actually say that to me, and it, you know, it, 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 it made sense to me. But uh, no, I, I never had. I think to be, she skipped that day. She must have skipped that day. I think she skipped the whole goddamn. Oh, I think she did a lot. Year. Yeah, what? But she's pretty. That's what counts. Well, she, she said she'd rather pretty. be pretty than smart, and she, she got her wish, pretty, and she yeah. just didn't know it. There you go. There you go. Now get your ass out of court. Hey, y'all! I got I got to say this. We got 13 minutes to go and 290 dollars to go to get. Come on, 290 dollars. Come on, baby. And that'll get us down to 8:30, and if that's we, a hell no of a lot how, more we manageable. Have to split that. Let's do that. Let's do that by the end of the show. Yeah, as, show as, Robin that love because she needs it, man. She got to pay the bills. <laughs> the as as Make West paid, Virginia man. great big old Governor Jim Justice, who's so, soon going to be Make West Virginia uh, great big old Senator Jim Justice, would say, in no way, shape, form, or fashion should we let this here challenge go by. That's right. Get your get your wallet out and get that number on the phone. It's not going to, you know. I always caveat Call every donation. If Prayer warriors are waiting it, for don't you. Don't do it. But if you can, if you can, I consider it, we call it two for blue. That's what we call it over on our show. Two for blue. Give two bucks for blue. And we, we, we could use that here for Robin's show, but we use it for, for candidates across the country. I try to stimulate people to donate. If you're in a blue state, blue county, you're safe and all your shit. Turn your attention to, the, to races across the country and uh, get to donate to somebody's campaign. In this case, donate two bucks or more, baby, a lot more if you can, uh, to, to Robin, because this is two for blue. This is doing two for blue. We have two things, two for blue and doing two for blue. We try to push that over on my show to try to motivate people to be involved in this. The only way our democracy works, the only way our whole system works is if we're involved. And the way to show that involvement is by making a donation. Like I say, if you can't afford it, don't feel bad about it. Shit. No, your but I have a, is, I have a, up, your I, ear. Uh, thank you, Emilio. And oh, my heavenly go. days. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin. Come in. Uh, Kevin's there in Take the room. And, and, Kevin, yeah. and Kevin just did. I have a show on me. So the challenge. Oh, Kevin. The challenge is met. Kevin, I yeah. can't thank you enough. Kevin. That's ballsy, buddy. Yeah. I'm swimming in it, man. Are you? Temporarily. Do the backstroke. <laughs> Temporarily. Good for you, Kevin. Good for you. I'm glad you're and thank you. And, and, and thank you to our kind it anonymous internet friend who made the challenge. So, yeah, we're down to 825 now. Uh, That's negotiable, in, in, baby. We can and do so, that. what does that mean? That means we are fully funded for Monday and Tuesday. Uh, let's see, 825. So, we've got today and yesterday. I'm glad you're good at ciphering. And $225 of Wednesday, but we're fully funded for Monday and Tuesday, and that is so much better than being unfunded for an entire week. And it's a it, 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 it's it, it is it's rough because because Robin's voice and so many other voices depend on being able to pay the bills like everybody else. You know, we all go to work, we all make a paycheck, and all that. That's great, but this is Robin's job. This is it, and her paycheck only comes when you donate. That's it. There, there's no other income coming in. Robin's voice is what pays the bills and, and hopefully motivates others to be involved in this democracy of ours. And that's important. So you know, you know what, for the, just to give you an idea of how, of, of, and, and I know it gets this way for you all too, John, uh, this evening while I was out, part of the reason I went out was I got, I got two cans 
of the Piggly Wiggly store brand of stewed tomatoes. And once I'm off air here tonight, dinner is going to be ste- uh, is going to be stewed tomatoes on biscuits, cream stewed. And Tracy oh, was talking about Tracy was talking about uh, cream spinach, cream stewed tomatoes are a hillbilly de- delicacy, and I got two cans for a dollar and nineteen cents a piece, and that's what I could that's what I could buy. Robert, I, I can't remember the last time I had a steak, or, or, or you know, the closest I've come it, it was Thanksgiving where you had a turkey, you know. Well, oh, we had a ham. We had a ham for Christmas. See, that's I yeah. I mean, that's like the the, the beauty. That's that, it. Other than that, it's hamburger meat, baby. Our, our dear friend Cat. <laughs> yeah. Our dear friend Cat sent a hickory smoked turkey and a and a ham for Christmas, and it absolutely made our holiday. And, wow. we, had, hey, and, no. and we had we had roasted turkey and ham on on Christmas, and then there was turkey salad and turkey sandwiches and ham sandwiches and ham salad, and ham and there beans, and uh, oh goodness. Yeah. Well, we were eating on that into the new year. Ain't nobody doing what Robin does, going to the bank every day and, and, and just wallering in money. Nobody's doing that. It's a hard fight to keep keep Robin's voice on the air, to keep my voice going. Uh, it, 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 it's hard for all of us. And, uh, yeah, none, none of us. Have you guys seen orange price. juice prices? I had to put it back. I was at the store. Oh, it's, 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 I it's, looked orange at juice. orange juice. I'm like, nope. Not happening. Uh, uh, a yeah. a oh, one pound package of bacon for thirteen dollars. Yeah. I go to the store all the time. I'm looking at the hamburger meat going, Yep, give me that ten pound sack of hamburger meat there. We're gonna wait we'll eat all week. Speaking of that, I saw a story on that. Um corporate profits are so high intentionally, they're they're not lowering they can lower prices. They know they can lower prices, but they're not doing it. Why would they nope. give up that profit? Right. Exactly. Why, would you, why would you throw money out of your wallet to, to help to help the economy? You know, because there's I, a lot I, of people who wouldn't put that orange juice back because they have to have it because because orange juice. Yeah. Youngins need vitamin C. Pregnant Yeah. Pregnant mamas need vitamin C and folic acid for a healthy baby. I'm, I'm telling you, I tell people all the time every time they gripe about gasoline prices, go Google CEO paper oil companies right now. Ta-da! They're out. That, yeah, boy, howdy shit. Are you shit? And me? of course, now that it's too cold, yeah. to, now that it's too cold to go anywhere, uh, you know, my gasoline's dropped below three dollars a gallon. But they're, so, so they're blaming the CEOs for the inflation. We wouldn't have the inflation we even have right now if it wasn't for them. If they were just, you know. Yeah, it was. Kevin, it was all. It was all started because, you know, with the stimulus that came through, American citizens had a little bit of uh, had had a little bit of money in their pockets, a little bit of walking around money, and corporate America said, "We want it. We want all of it." Yeah. Get out yep. the vacuum. Get out the dice. Want some bacon? Yep. Got thirteen bucks. And then Joe Manchin comes in and finishes the job. Yeah. Bastard. I just but don't you, understand how. I just don't understand. It's like you said, the corporate part, uh, um, profits are through the roof. I, you know, my, hopefully my next senator from the state of uh, the great state of California will be Miss Katie Porter because, you know, we cousins. But I love her. You are true cousins, con- really? No. Baby, my last name is Porter. Come on. Oh, OK. <laughs> I got don't it. know. From way back, from way, way back. I mean, you never know. You, know, you, never, Ms- know. you never know. <laughs> come, on, come on, Tracy. I mean, Mr. Porter may have gone down to the quarters one night. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, I told you in my DNA, I have like 38% um, white. 
like English and Scottish and all sorts of stuff, the various stuff. No, Sis, you're no whiter. You're, you're whiter than <laughs> I am. Isn't Robin Scottish? <laughs> Tracy <laughs> says you are whiter than I am black. I know. I'm white. <laughs> oh, how about that? I am. I actually. You know, what did you, because you thought, was it that you thought your family was from, where did you think your family, all these years, you thought your family Wales. was where? Wales. Yeah, I have, I have more Welsh blood in my, in my DNA than Robin. Yeah, because I got none. You know, like I, like I said, I got my, I got my 23 and me back with an official invitation from the Nazi party to join up. Damn. <laughs> Oh. Although I got to tell you, it's fun. You know, Tristan. Tristan sent a joke on this. Tristan. Tristan. Tristan sent me that uh, that canister of Trader Joe's salted caramel hot cocoa mix, and I love God, making it. Good. I make it. Oh, I make it with steamed half and half. Okay. Uh, yes, bitch. Yes. And, Marshmallows and, too. And, and now that I, and now that I know a little bit more about my lineage, every time I make it, I say. Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa, yodel because I'm a little Swiss Miss. But Tracy just said, doesn't shock me. My father did his 20 and 3. He's from Jamaica. There is lore his grandfather was from, from Indian descent. My mom's is definitely from Scotland because her father's parents are from there. He did his 23 and me or whatever it was, I think Ancestry. He came back more Scottish than my mom and I are. Wow. I haven't and done you saw the 23 him, you think and me. He's not. Oh, John, I, I it's a blast. A cousin that, I, I did have a cousin that a uh, long time ago, uh, his, uh, his, he did his college work in, in genealogy and traced our family history. Uh, I, I have, I have talked to verbally, uh, relatives of mine in Switzerland. Uh, that's where my family originated from on my father's side. There is a valley in, Switzerland with my family name, Bridavo Valley, uh, in there. They migrated. My, my part of the family moved from, uh, Switzerland to Chile. And I have relatives in Chile who my sort of talked to. We had a language barrier thing, but the hand motions and everything and the heart thing and all that worked. Uh, I talked to them on video. Uh, and then, uh, the, they moved to Canada and then with the migration occasions came down to no, I was I was gonna say, are you Acadian? That's me. That's yeah. me. I was actually I, I love it. I was born in uh, born in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. That's where I was born. On, on a U.S. Navy hospital ship. My father was in the Navy. Uh, my mom was down there in living. The That's Navy. long before. Yeah, it's me, baby. Ten in years, Navy. Navy. Sixteen for the Army. Figure that shit out. And uh, wow. man, you was yeah. dumb twice. I did well. No, no, not 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 dumb old both times. Ten years for the navy, okay, and then I got out as a civilian, went to work for the army. It pays better. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Christopher Darlene has awarded you a cowbell. What did I say? Uh, Christopher deserves a cowbell for the most earnest question of the night. In response to Tracy saying she and Katie Porter are related, and you and you responded. Really? <laughs> God, this is why I love this community. And hey, thank you to David. Uh, David just jumped thank in. You, David. And we are now down to 725. There you go, baby. See? So that's... that's we could a, get, well, you could get to a miracle in just a few minutes. You could do that. You, meaning you yeah. out there listening. You could do that. A miracle that in just minutes. 
Real quick, y'all. Okay, you know, John mentioned migration, and y'all, somebody else mentioned how the Nazi, how the Nazis learned to be not even more Nazis with the Jews. From they actually studied segregation and Jim Crow. I ha- so it, has anybody heard of Isabel Wilkerson? I don't think so. No. Okay, she well, she wrote the book, The Warmth of Other Suns. Oh yes, 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 yes. Black, okay. Well, now, and this, you know, a few years later, well, I mean, she's, so after Trayvon Martin, she started, uh, and some really horrible um, family, personal tragedies, she wrote a book, um, Cast, The Origins of Our Disconsent. And basically, she she uses the thesis, it's like, because when people, when white people do things, then we call it racist. And she's like, but it's more than racism. There ha- you know, because so her thesis is, if it's truly just racism, how do you explain what the Nazis did to the Jews? Because they were white people for the most part, and what the what the um, what the Indians did to the Dalits or the uh, what, what they used to be called the Untouchable in India. It's because it's they're brown people, and so caste. And if you could, so so um, my personal hero, if I was ever somebody that ever thought about being a film director is Ava DuVernay, who, you know, directed Selma and all that. So this movie came out, well, it started today, but I saw uh, the first showing yesterday called Origins. And it's basically based on not only Isabel Wilkerson's book, Cast, but also how she, whoa, she went to Germany, she went to India. The book, the movie... It was two over over two hours, but I swear to swear to on sweet black baby Jesus, I sat there. I was enthralled. I was heartbroken. I was I was I felt validated because there's this one. You know, there's if anybody who there's always it was a hell of a movie. Um, And if if Ava DuVernay does not get uh, all the nominations and all the awards and as far and as Anjanu Taylor Ellis Taylor. Yeah, but just how she, if you know, the book is amazing, but see the movie, and it's just uh, because there's always this this argument between Jewish people and Black people about ins- the enslavement and the Holocaust, and yeah, some Jewish Olympics, people, right? Let's say the oppression, like the, oppression and, Olympics, oppression yeah. Olympics. But a lot of Jewish people, or some Jewish people, I'm not gonna say a lot, always say, well, it was whole different. It's different, different, different. But then Isabel Wilkerson, what she did was, like I said, she went to, because she has this argument with a friend of hers, and she just shot her down. The woman was just going on. It was about capitalism. It wasn't about this. It was about this. But then when she went and actually did the research to find out that there was a there was a group of Nazi lawyers and sitting in there about laws, about how, because they studied segregation. They studied Jim Crow, and they had to. Confederacy. The way they. Right, mm-hmm. and they, they studied they they studied the, the indigenous genocide in the United States. Yes, well, I don't know about the indigenous genocide. It was mostly about the Jews and segregation, and how. I mean, there's actually documentation because you know the. Yeah, they went are, to school on us. Uh-huh. And and see, Tracy, that's what that's what that's what makes so offensive and so obnoxious and so ignorant and so stupid when that. Godforsaken dipshit dumbass Nimrata Haley has the unmitigated yeah, gall to say that racism is an American kink. Right. 
when people. What does she mean by that? What does that even mean? That makes no fucking sense at all. What what it, what it, uh, Christopher? What it means? What it what it means is that she is desperate to make sure that she doesn't offend any dainty, fragile, white sensibilities. As a brown girl, she described, "I'm a brown girl." Yeah, we can't hurt maggot fifis. No, or, God or, forbid. Or, or maggots. Those are the most delicate fifis on earth. <laughs> they certainly are. I mean, they wear they wear them they wear them on the sleeves of their robes. Oh come on, tough crowd. <laughs> Give yourself a cowbo. Oh thank you. You're feeling generous tonight, aren't you, Chris? Or maybe the llama. No, that was not a llama. They, 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 they wear their feelings on the sleeves of their robes. Are you kidding me? I'm working without a net here, y'all. Literally. Hey, she, got, literally, I, and that's in the front room. Everybody's uh, waiting for you to fall. That's where the excitement is. Come on. Is it going to fall? No. Shit. Oh, he pulled it out of his ass again. So Rob and I have a kind of law type of question. Oh. Well, so um, Joe is just passed a new... I get an executive order for um, student loan forgiveness. Uh-huh. Now, is this going to get challenged oh, through sure. the courts? And Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So we just have to bide our time to see if this can go through or not, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, by, and, and it, I mean, it's they're going to sue. Excuse me. They're going to sue on everything. You know, that's why Mullah Moses Mike Johnson with his head down on the block, looking at the glinting blade of the guillotine up above him. Yeah. That's that's why he said there will be no border deal until there's a Republican, preferably President Trump, in office. So they've been barking and grunting and hooting and mewling and puking for a couple of years. The southern border! And you finally get some Democrats in the Senate who are like, please, for the love of fuck, let's get this dealt with. Because everything's not okay at the border. I mean, John, you're a hell of a lot closer to it than I am. But it's 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 fucked up because it has been. We've been kicking the can down the road for years. And when even Miss Lindsay, Miss Lindsay, Lady G says, "Listen, y'all, there is not going to be an a border deal that doesn't have a path to citizenship in it." And even a stopped clock is right twice a day, and this happens to be uh, Lindsay's lucky day. We've got to deal with the dreamers. But the problem is, you've got people like Greg Aspot down there, and John, you mentioned that, and uh, and and you know he, he has openly said, and I know John, you know that everybody else knows it too. He has said, "Well, we'd just machine gun them if it wasn't for the fact that they'd come down uh, the yes. Biden administration would come down here and arrest us." Can you imagine? I mean, I don't. I hate my imagination sometimes because I can imagine what it looks like when the Texas National Guard gets an order and starts just spraying machine gun fire into people in the Rio Grande. It could happen, and there's precedent. I don't think they would do that if they were given that order. I'm not too sure they would carry that out. Uh, well, they were willing. Yeah, they just, were, but John, I, I don't. I don't mean to disagree with you. But I, I hope they. They were. No, no, they I, were. I, they were willing to follow orders and prevent border uh, border patrol from coming into Shelby yeah. Park in Eagle Pass. Were they not? I, I, I believe the same bullshit that when when uh, Abbott loads up a bunch of immigrants and he drops them off in uh, New York City or 
or L.A. or wherever right. you and take Chicago. That's yeah. like, you know what They're this is. is Chicago police precincts. John. It, it, it points to the fact that they that they the Republican Party has no interest in solving the immigration problem. They, they love this fuck shit. About yeah, they they love this I, shit. I, I, it oh. is a way to attack a fellow state in this country. Now you think about that from the people that scream patriotism out their ass all the time. These Back people are they Culture are life. attacking other states in our nation. Now, there's places right. that we could take immigrants that could probably be useful, could could probably find employment or, or improve an area or something like that. But no, we want to make somebody else hurt because of it. Right. And, there, and there that's was the a, same thing they're doing down here at the border. They're trying to make people suffer so they could point at it and say, oh, look at there. Right. The, 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 you know, the term, John, is immiseration. They are immiserating people. And I'm glad, I'm not crazy about Eric Adams, but I'm glad he's got that umpty bajillion dollar lawsuit against all those bus companies that Greg Asbot hired. That keep doing this shit, yeah. Yeah, that's a damn that's good about, idea. You know, there are these little Let's sue the shit out of them. There are these little journalism moments that I can't help noticing because I used to be one. And today, well, thank you. Today there was an I, I caught an interview. I think it was on my filthy morning habit. And they had on the mayors of Kansas City and Oklahoma City. And the mayor of Kansas City is an African American man and uh, and and you know he was talking about the things that the mayors in major cities fa- face. And then whoever the simpleton was asking questions Asked the white mayor of Oklahoma City, uh, "Well, are you having any of these problems with uh, with uh, 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 busloads of migrants coming to Oklahoma City?" And he, <laughs> "Well, no. Uh, see, uh, we got us a proud uh, Hispanic heritage here in Oklahoma City, and a very vibrant Hispanic culture and." Hispanic community and, and they're very much a part of our Oklahoma City heritage. And I'm sitting there, I do this way too much. I'm sitting there screaming at the screen. Of course you don't have buses showing up in Oklahoma City. You're a fellow maggot state. That's it. That's it. It's a red state. He don't want to do, he does, he's making all these things to blue states. Any way he can hurt them. And then lo and behold. And, and, and Ron DeSantis is doing the same damn thing down in Florida. And then, lo and behold, lo and behold, John, there's a legislator in Oklahoma who introduced legislation in the Oklahoma, I think, Senate. Yeah, there he is. Uh, No, it's the Oklahoma House. Republican State Representative J.J. Humphrey introduced a bill called HB 3133. And what, it, it, what does it say? Well, it's all about dealing with drugs and human trafficking and, and oh, enhancing yeah. the punishments because the punishments, it, uh-huh. and, and it refers to all the, the it's acts of terrorism. And and it, it, it creates a situation well, you for... you know, if you listen to Republicans, there's terrorists all over our nation. There's terrorist cells coming just in. Ain't coming none, the right, just day, ain't none of them. Right, just They're on the caravan. Yeah, but ain't none of them white and wasn't none of them there on January 6th. Right? No, 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 no. So the, the, the bill includes a punishment that includes uh, forfeiture of all assets, all property, vehicles, and money, which means that the state that gives the Ohio State Police and any other police agency the right to pull over brown kit people and just steal all their shit. Mm-hmm. 
but the la- there, there's language in the bill that says as follows uh, that this applies to a member of a criminal street gang, okay, or someone who has been convicted of a gang-related offense. But here we go. Uh, a terrorist is also any per. Mm. I mean, this ma- this makes me throw up a little bit in the back of my throat. A terrorist, as defined in this Oklahoma Republican bill, is, quote, any person who is of Hispanic descent living within the state of Oklahoma. Well, that kind of narrows it down, huh? That, that wow. kind of narrows it. Boy, how does shit. Boy, how does shit. What do you say to that? You know, you want to slap them. That's what you want to do. You just want to walk up and slap the shit out of them. Well, you have to defeat them at the ballot box. Desperately, you know this whole thing. The, the 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 comment Nikki Haley about about racism in America and all that it baffles the shit out of me because their leading candidate, their leading candidate, is quoted as saying they're coming across the border to poison the blood of America. I have never heard a more racist fucking statement. Blood and, uh, well, this, and he didn't come up with that on his own. Blood and soil, John. No, blood and that soil. Comes from right out. Blood and soil, baby. That's it. Nazi sounds a Germany, lot better in the yeah. original German. It it did it did and it did the same thing. It did the same thing. You know, it, it, it it's demonizing anybody of immigrant uh, Im- immigrant background. And 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 please stand up if if you. If you were fucking born and your whole fucking family from the way back all the way back was Native American. Other than that, shut your fucking mouth. If you're an immigrant or yeah. you were a slave brought here, one of the two. And, and the Robin two. and John, I just want to make this quick point going back. There is precedent for what we were talking about with just going, sending the border patrol down there uh, and mowing people down. Um, uh, Saudi Arabia did that. They, they did that to Yemeni uh, people who were – because, you know, Yemen was a complete disaster. The economy had crashed with the with the civil war and everything, and that's exactly what they were doing. They said Saudi soldiers were just mowing down, happily, merrily mowing down Yemeni uh, people as they were trying to cross the border. So and if you think it can't happen here, fucking bullshit. There is precedent, and it – could happen. The only reason it's, I say is I don't because I served the military and I know if you give an unlawful order, uh, you, you're not obligated to follow that. And oh, mowing down some unarmed civilians, uh, I, I think, would fall under that in this country. That's why we're not Saudi Arabia. You are a human being, and you and and there's a lot of I've people. I've been accused of it, and, and you're a patriot, and you and that. Gladly, gleefully, do exactly because they're itching to do it anyway. Yes. Well, they, I, I, I will, I will, I will give up the fact that, uh, yeah, if you look on the on the right, if you look over there at Bubba's backyard brigade, if you look at a whole lot of these idiots in January sixth, there were unfortunately a lot of veterans. So, are there veterans on that side who have the uh, the training? Yeah, yeah, they are. Been are they in our the military cults. right now? Oh, yes, they're in a they cult are. Mentality, John. Yeah. I mean, if I was on the line, I would, I, I would refuse. If I was on the line, I would refuse. I'm not mowing down unarmed civilians uh, wading across a river. I'm just not doing that. I'm not going to live with the demons that that's going to put in your fucking head. 
You're human, John. You're human. You are human. I try hard, baby, and I try to convince everybody else to be too. You know, we're facing a hell of a fucking year. This is going to test our this year. And, and we thought that about 2016. We thought about it about 2020. We were kidding. This is it, baby. Everything is, is on the line uh, in this election season. The, yep. the, 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 the documents that support this country are on the line. What is let that? Me, let me step in here for just a minute. Project? In 1968, I was in the United States military. And there bad, were a lot of timing, problems brothers. going. Well, I, I was about to get out. <clears throat> there were a lot of problems going on. And I was in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I was very concerned about what would happen if I were given orders to end up on the streets of San Francisco or Berkeley. And we had discussions while we were working in our workshop about what right. we would do if we were given orders to go against United States civilians for, quote, urban unrest, unquote. And all of the people in my unit, and I was right along with them, was bullshit. The, app, the law says you cannot use American troops against American civilians, no matter what it is. It would be an unlawful order for me to be sent out on the streets of Berkeley or San Francisco to quell civilian unrest. That's true. And I would very much hope that that same feeling exists in today's military. But I am very distressed in the fact that when I was in, the military was still filled with draftees, i.e. people sucked from the general population, although most of them were poor because the rich bought their way out. Fair but enough. now that we are in an all-volunteer army, <clears throat> I have serious doubts as to whether there is sufficient resolve amongst the enlisted corps to confront their officers, which are filled with Christo-fascists, Mm -hmm. to prevent, to, to, to allow the, the common core, the, 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 the lower people in the ranks to rise up and defend the Constitution. I mean, it makes me think back to um, the Black Lives Matter protests in Portland and all those, uh, the, the bully brigade that was cobbled together by um, Barr, Bill Barr, right? To, to come into Portland and, and sweep people away and, and, uh, basically yeah. kidnap folks in bands. Those, what, what, what we do, what we did find out was a lot of those people were from the border patrol or, or maybe, maybe they were, uh, prison workers too, but I think a lot of them were part of the, uh, border patrol. I think most of them were volunteers, which if you volunteer to do that, well, that puts you where, you know, that, lines up your your values and it you was know, a pretty I, I, good sized force the, you know? the answer uh i i do know that you're right the, the u.s military is not allowed to operate within our borders that's why we have national guard we don't send our military out on the streets here they're set we are we are to defend our country overseas not here 
And you know, John, uh, if, if that war comes to our border, well, then that's a, that's a different thing. But uh, that ain't happening. What do you think would happen? I mean, you know Texans. What do you think mm. would happen? And and I think this should happen so that this nonsense can stop and Greg Asbot can be neutered. What do you think would happen if President Biden nationalized the Texas National Guard? Well, now Greg Abbott's got a problem. So does the National Guard, don't they? Who are you going to listen to? Who are you? Who is your commanding officer? Well, at I'm, that point, it no longer becomes it's no longer Greg Abbott. You fall under military orders, and your 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 commander in chief is is Joe Biden. And, so yeah, and, it sets up and, a difficult and, situation and stand them down and send in some uh, uh, some reliably loyal National Guard from elsewhere. That's what I'm saying, baby. Aren't we looking at at, at some exciting times ahead? Because these questions sure are going to be like answered because happen. Abbott's pushing this shit down here. Abbott's thinking he's King George of, of Texas. And Florida's know? putting putting together uh, – Death Sentence is putting together his band of merry men, you know, that are going to be strictly loyal to him. So he's putting together a Florida fighting force of, along those lines. Is Yeah, it's – Yeah, that's like I must say. I don't want to hear Republicans it? sing this patriotic bullshit song. <laughs> I don't listen – you know, when you start talking about liberty and freedom and all of it. Bullshit. You're not for that. You, you but what Greg Abbott did with with the Texas National Guard, with the, the woman and her two kids that died in the river, is nothing, nothing, nothing different than what happened in 1860. And I brought this up, I think it was well, not something similar, like last Friday. He is totally insurrection uh, and secession. From the United States. Yes, that's that's why I coined the term, Roger, constructive secession. You know, you haven't you haven't passed a a, a bill of secession or an ordinance of secession, but you're doing secession stuff anyway. You know, nullification that the United States constitutional right to be the sole management of the borders of the United of States. Yeah, you know, he's trying to nullify that portion of the Constitution. And it brings it brings out a powerful yearning for a, another General Sherman to go and burn some sense into Greg Aspot. Oh, and oh yeah, another matter. Let's, let's go. Now, let's if go. the Democrats were as ruthless as the Republicans have been, what is to stop Joe Biden from sending? I I, I don't know who it would be, but I'll call it the Justice Department. Go down and arrest Greg Abbott for secession. Well, I don't think I don't. Interesting I, I, thought. I don't. But. I don't know that there's a federal statute for secession because we thought we had that taken care of, but we've damn sure got sedition and we damn sure got insurrection. Yeah, pick up Ken Pax along the way. Yeah. Anyway, and, the, and well, guys, there's another yeah, yeah, governor. <laughs> Guys, there's another MAGA governor in the mix, too. You know who it is? Who? Mr. Parsons in Missouri. Oh, yeah. But he's a terminal fuck-up. Well, he's talking about in, in back in the Missouri National Guard if uh, if uh, the uh, the uh, immigrants get out of control. I'll yeah. tell you what. These National Guards units are, you know, down. <laughs> if enough of them get out of control, Biden's going to have to do something, like you said, Robin, federalize them. 
as that's uh, as well, and, and, and what would yeah, and what would make sense to me, Kevin, would be to nationalize nationalize the Texas National Guard, stand them down, and I'm guessing the folks of the Massachusetts National Guard would like to go to warmer climes for a few months. Uh, they've been sent down there before to Fort on uh, Fort Hood, down there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, training. You know, somebody that you son, somebody that you felt like could you could you could uh, rely on. You know, maybe the Minnesota National Guard or Michigan National Illinois. Guard, Illinois. Yeah, they've gone south before. Maybe not Ohio. No, you wouldn't send Ohio. Uh, uh, well, you said it's a maybe it's the a dead maybe, heat. Maybe the maybe the uh, oh, national guard maybe the national guard from New York that's attached to you know the Fourth Mountain Division something like that. Look but, at the shit we're in if any of that happens. Yeah. So on a positive note, it's a dead heat in Texas with Ted Cruz right now, right? Right. Yes. Yep. All right. So that's a good sign nationally. I think that's a good sign for the Senate um, for this or this far out that it's a dead heat. Because usually, you know, the incumbent you know, has a 10-point lead, and then they chip away, they chip away, they chip away, and now it's pretty much tied. So, I mean, if that's Texas, now you throw in all the other states where these races are being held. Um, I haven't seen any polling yet, but um, let's hope, right? Yeah, but like I mean, in, in Michigan, it's neck and neck between the maggot and the Democratic hopeful. Uh, we're going to lose, I mean... Zach Shrewsbury is a great guy, and I'll, I, I, you know, I'll whistle past the graveyards for him. But he doesn't have the money to beat a goddamn billionaire. And so, you know, if I was a betting girl, I'd mm. put my money on Jimbo and Baby Dog. So oh, we're going to be nominally down one Democrat just because of Joe Manchin. And, you know, it's an open question as to how much of a Democrat we've lost. But at the beginning of a new Congress, it's all a numbers game and counting who's got how many of these versus how many of those. And that determines whether it's Mitch McConnell or Chuck Schumer. Hmm. Arizona looks like it's going to just be nuts. Just a shit show. It, well, yeah. And Uh-oh. rooting for Ruben Gallego for all I'm worth. Hey y'all, I gotta sure. get I gotta get out of here, but it's been a scintillating, Jim Dandy conversation, and I do appreciate it. And thanks for the, uh, thanks, the, the thanks for the thanks for the miracle uh, mm. action here. Uh, like I said, we've got a thank got, you to all the Horn family that pitched in tonight. Thank absolutely, and each and every night. Um, I should note that I have a feeling the back porch conversation will continue in my absence. That's what happens after this program goes off the air and the, con- and the conversation continues. Uh, John Britovo, please wish your entire family, uh, pass them all my good I wishes. Will. I will indeed, Robin. I-, I think about you and your family a lot. Thank you. Thank you. We're still in the fight, baby. Absolutely. Every day. Every day. And, I- and I've got to run myself up. So, Robin, uh, again, I- I'm glad I got to jump in tonight. Yeah, my son just came to the door. Hey, Travis. Yeah. That's my man. He's uh, he's my tech guy. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have a show. But Robin, I, I love you, baby. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. And thank John. you to all the Horn family back. that stepped up and, and helped us back. This this stay on the air, baby, because we need Robin's voice. We need all of y'all on the line. Nobody in the bunker, baby. Anyway, 
I'm going to run, like Robin, because I, I, just, I just got the call. So uh, I'm going right. to run. But, Robin, thank you so much for allowing me in. Oh, always a pleasure. You know you're welcome anytime, John. Thank you. Thank, thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. And, everybody, thank you so much for the kind thoughts about Little Miss Mocha crossing the Rainbow Bridge. That means a lot. We're going to be a long time getting over her. She was an awful good kitty. Thanks to all of our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our challenge makers. Thank you so much to our kind, anonymous Internet friend. You do so very much. And don't think that it is unnoticed. It is not. Thank you to all of our, everyone who responds to the challenges. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, both in the chat room and uh, in the old holler tree. Thank you so much. Thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Enjoy your travels. Stay safe. Please, everybody, uh, if you don't mind, if you're listening to the podcast, like and subscribe. Uh, like each podcast, it increases our visibility on a broader level on these podcasting platforms. If you feel like leaving a comment, somebody said, I just love Robin Kincaid the other day, and I thought that was terribly sweet. It does. It, it helps. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working Bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Stay safe, y'all. Some parts of the country, it is brutal cold. Don't screw around with it. Get your booster, get your flu shot, your RSV vaccine, your pneumonia vaccine if you are of a certain age. Wear your masks, especially if you're around maggots, because, well, they're not the most hygienic people in the world. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse, maintain your social distance to the best of your abilities. And if Chip Roy of Dribbling Dick, Texas, comes along talking about Republicans ain't got anything, ain't got anything done, it's their fault this stuff's going on at the border. You can cross the street and say, well, you're right on this one, bub, but avoid him like the plague. Because he is. And always, always, always. Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.